Yeah, he brings a lot to the game, and he's right here. Right now. now. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. The question is, uh, why? The question is, why? Why do you say Hale State? Why do you say Hotty Toddy? Or Roll Tide or War Eagle? Or how about them Cowboys? Why do you say who that? That's the question. I want to know your story. Y'all let me know. You can be a part of the show. Welcome in. Here we go on a Thursday. Live with you in the Bureau. The Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Available to you in all 82 counties around the great state of Mississippi. Also staying connected to you because of C Spire. Another great Mississippi company. C Spire. Customer inspired i could have said also why do you say go tigers j s u whoever it is wherever they are whatever gets the hair standing up on the back of your neck when you go into that particular stadium why do you root for that team i want to know I have a theory, and I can sort of maybe kind of maybe test it out. And as we test it out, a little sonic boom, the JSU sonic boom, large and in charge, live on your radio, turn it up to 11, roll the window down, see what happens. Comment on the live stream. YouTube, Facebook, or Periscope, let me know. Shoot me a text on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN. There's a number. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Send me a text or give me a call. Uh, to call me on the Divinity phone, it's easy. 995-1059-601-995-1059. Big finish. Here we go. Now the blood's pumping. Now the blood ought to be pumping. Why are you a fan? Now, I hate to single out you know, a listener or two. But for instance, I'd like to hear from Louvier today. You know, with a name like Louvier, we just kind of automatically assume he'd be a Saints fan. But I'm sure it's deeper than that. I want to know why he's a Saints fan. Hog Jowl, I want to know why you're an Arkansas fan. I want to know the stories. Thank you, Annie. Uh, the homecoming queen just brought me my chapstick. That's something I must have in my pocket is my chapstick. Because if I don't have it, I feel naked. <laughs> I need to go on. <laughs> smacking my lips. I need my chapstick. So she went and brought it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I want to know, why do you root for who you root for? Here's uh, example A, and then I've got a bunch of answers here on the live stream also. Hog Jowl on the country, please, and text line at 
ESPN. Let me give you the number one more time in case you're new so you'll know how to text us. That seems to be the preferred way of communicating these days. 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. If you need the number itself, it's 885-3776. So shoot me a text. Now, the first thing out of Hog Jow's mouth, sort of, on the text line was Woo Pig Suey. Come on, all you Razorback fans. Let's stand up and call those hogs. <laughs> Here they go. Here they go. Yeah, Woo Pig Suey. All right, Hog Jow says his mom and dad were hog fans. Inside the state of Arkansas, the Razorbacks are everything. It's a way of life. That's true. If you've ever been to Arkansas, you know he's not exaggerating. So for him, it was a familiar thing. Not a familiar, but a familiar. <laughs> it was a family thing. It's passed down from a generation or two, right? Uh, Gulfport Brooks texted the show. How about his story? He says, my grandparents started getting season tickets in 98 or so and got an RV and always took my brother, cousin, and me to every game. Have been a fan ever since. And will be. My dad has two degrees from Ole Miss and is a big rebel. If he and my mom had to had taken me to my first college game at Ole Miss, I'd probably be a rebel too. I guess I'm rebelling at, what do you say, at being a rebel? He says, Hale State. So, you know, it's all about where he went. You know, the experience growing up. There's a theme there. Mom and dad are involved. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a theme there. Um, the first comment I got on the live stream from Sven, who lives in Berlin, Germany. He said, hello, everyone. And the answer to the topic is simple for him. He said, my son went to state. He took me to my first college football game in 2013. And it was the Egg Bowl in late November. So picture this. His son goes to Mississippi State. He lives in Germany, he comes over, goes to his first ever college football game as a grown person, and it happens to be the Egg Bowl in 2013. Remember the year that Dak came off the uh, the bench, takes over the game, gets it into overtime, you know, scores in overtime, and then fumble and fumble recovery. State wins it in overtime. Well, there's his story. Now, Bootsy didn't give me the story. He just said Bulldog for life. And so what I take that as, Bootsy, over here on Periscope, is he saying he can't remember why <laughs> he roots for state? He doesn't know why. He just know he does, and it goes so far back that it's lifelong. And, you know, he's in diapers, which he doesn't remember that. Richard commented on the live stream, and he said, uh, "I was a freshman at state in 1983. John Bond was a friend of my cousin. Started started cheering for him back then, and and uh, never looked back." You know, there, there's another one. Um, you know, it's a friend or family member. It's like somebody introduces you to it, right? For the most part, somebody most often, you know, introduces you to the team or the experience or something. And it doesn't always. I mean, look at Sven. He's an example. But it's not, so it's not always when you're a kid. But I think for most people, it kind of goes back to a younger age. Um, on another note here, doggone texted the show. Look what he says. Matt, I bought my first country pleasing yesterday. 
he said, I noticed it recommends oven, grill, or skillet, but not microwave. How do you cook yours, and have you ever microwaved it? I'll be honest with you, doggone, I have not ever thrown it in the microwave that I can remember. It's certainly not a way that I cook it. What I do, the way I cook it nine times out of ten is, uh, like for breakfast, this is, I'll just give it to you. You're not asking for the whole thing. My breakfast routine, I make oatmeal in a pot. The old-fashioned kind of takes 20 minutes to cook it, the steel-cut oatmeal. Better for you, tastes better, all that stuff. And then I have a skillet going, and I slice it up in, you know, chunks and, and throw two or three of them in that skillet and just let them, you know, cook in the skillet so that it's done when the oatmeal's done. Eat it all together. That's generally how I cook it. Now, that, that one time out of ten, I go outside, I build a fire. It's been a little too hot for that lately. Mosquitoes are bad. All this, but I'll build a fire outside and just throw it on the fire. Now I don't mean down in the fire, but you know what I mean. Like I've got the grill, the grate that'll swing out over my fire pit, and I just cook it over the fire. I have had a lot of times though. I've sat out there in cooler parts of the year where I'm sitting close to the fire, and I'll just like you're roasting a marshmallow. I'll take a stick and stick it on the end, cut up some pieces, stick it on the end of that, and hold it over the fire, cook it, and eat it. <laughs> so. I'm I'm probably not your best litmus test there, but that's the way I cook. Well, you know, I have been in a hurry before. Yeah, and I have put some country pleasing in the microwave. How'd it do? It's still good. <laughs> It'll still eat, won't it? Oh, it still eats. <laughs> yeah, it still eats. Hey, mm-hmm. Bill. Okay, so yeah. if you had to say, like, you're a fan of this team, that team. You know, I know you grew up a period of time in California, and you were in. Uh, you know, you kept it with the Padres and some of the others. Do you have a mm-hmm. team that, that you remember becoming a fan of and can tell me how? Well, the Braves. Okay. All right. Because of watching them on TBS. You know? Yeah. When they used to be on TV, <laughs> and you could actually see them. <laughs> yeah, them and, and kind of the Cubs, too, because of GN, you know, when they had them on WGN. Yeah, right. So you had the Braves and the Cubs just about all the time on television. Right, sure. So when I was in California, I was pretty much a Padres fan. Okay, and then when I moved back here, well, couldn't get couldn't see them that much. But the Braves were on TV, yeah. So kind of became a Braves. You know what, Bill? Look, I'm right there with you. And and I wasn't. You were two thousand miles away from where I was, but I was the same reason. I grew up in Alabama, and I went to a couple of Braves games, but it you know it wasn't a lot. Okay, you know, growing up, probably before reaching 13, 14 years. So like in the first 13 or 14 years of my life, we went to maybe three or four Braves games in, the, in that 13 or 14 years. But we watched every single game on television. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I loved baseball. I was a baseball kid. That's what I thought I wanted to do mostly in childhood. And so we watched every Braves game because every Braves game was on. And so it just felt like it was our team. And it was one state over, and so I latched onto them. But, you know, I've talked to some. I think it was Bart Gregory that was telling me that growing up, he became a Cubs fan for the exact same reason. Cubs were always on TV. It was always – it was like his schedule growing up. He was always watching that afternoon game with Harry Carey and Steve Stone calling the Cubs. He became a Cubs fan because he's watching it on TV, you know. So he had a similar story there also. Uh, Rick on Facebook says he walked onto the MSU campus 1969 as a 17-year-old immature kid trying to stay out of Vietnam. Left in 73 with a degree, and as a man, he said, state saved 
my life. Well, that is a whole different kind of connection, isn't it, Rick? Appreciate the story uh, very much. <laughs> and Jim says on Facebook, I know a lot of times, Jim, we don't think these are real stories, but you have one. Jim says, I am a different breed. I cheer for both Mississippi teams. I love both and Mississippi. How about that? Dave on Facebook says, grew up a state fan. My grandfather played football and ran track for MSU. It was all I knew. I'm going to get to my theory in a second. We're starting to, uh, it's starting to play out just a little bit. Yeah, about the college here, you know, when I came back here. Yeah. Uh, I had an uncle went to Mississippi State. Okay. So, okay. And, you know, when I was born, he was like 17. Okay. <laughs> and later on, he went to Mississippi State. So I kind of became a state fan through him. And then his son went on, my cousin went on to Mississippi State. Well, see, so you had a family connection there. Yeah, I had a family connection with Mississippi State, so I became a Mississippi yeah. State fan because of that. Because of and that. And my brother, my brother was a huge, he had like the shower curtain uh-huh. and the towels and the Mississippi and Bulldog. Oh, he loved Everything State. State. Yeah. 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 He, lived in, he lived in Columbus. You know, he passed away back in December. But, uh-huh. Yeah, but he was a big State, big State fan. fan. Monster. Well, in that, so, you know, there are these family connections. I would just say that I, kind of my theory is that most, not all, certainly not all, but most, so I'm talking somewhere over 50%, but I'm going to think it's well over 50% of people out here where we strongly identify with one school or one team, pro team. It goes back to a family connection. You know, it goes back to a family member, mom, dad, granddad uncle, brother, introducing you to that. Um, you know, the other, and, and this is a crossover, but it's the experience also. People who grew up going to that campus or tailgating at a game as a kid. But so much of it is family. And I think that's where a lot of the passion comes from. Is, again, nine out of ten of us, it, it's not like we just chose a team. Um, we love the sport. It's not that we just went out here and picked a team. No, it's this is my daddy's team and my granddaddy's team. That's why I screamed my head off. Because <laughs> I just came out here and picked it. I'd enjoy it. I'd go to the games. I probably wouldn't be nearly as passionate about it. But, you know, I think there's a, there's a family tie for, for not all, but for most. By the way, we got a text in the country pleasing text line that says a sonic boom makes me want to dance and I can't dance. And <laughs> we'll try anyway. It's kind of like, you know, in God's kingdom, let's just make a joyful no- noise. Not all of us are Michael Buble, okay? Uh, but hey, let it rip, man. Go on and cut her up. Uh, unnamed texter said, um, My mom went to state. I spent seven glorious years at State to get my Bachelor of Science, and he finished it with a Hale State. All right, let's head over to the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. You are Kubota dealer Lynn on line one. What's up, Lynn? Well, I'll tell you, I told you kind of how I've become a Bears and a Mets fan in the past, but now as far as State goes, that's a little different. My daddy, he wasn't really big into sports. He didn't. I mean, he, he kind of liked it, but if he picked one, it'd have been Ole Miss because we're a little closer to that from Bonnetop. Yeah, right. And he actually he actually does that now just to jab, jab me and my, my older sister who went to school at State. But my brother-in-law was my 
my older sister's boyfriend all through high school from the time she was 14 years old. So that, that guy's been in my life. She's older than me. Since I was 12, 11, 12 years old. Mm. He was a big state fan. He went to school at state. He actually filmed for the football team when Cheryl was there during Todd Jordan's time. Oh, wow. Uh, and the first time that I ever went to a ba- to a football game at state was because he gave me some tickets on the 50-yard line that he had that my mama took me to the game. Oh, wow. And uh, it was, man, it was cold. Gosh, <laughs> I don't remember who we played, but it was cold. <laughs> but it was good seats, really probably some of the best seats I've ever had to this day because it's lower bowl and everything. I, mm-hmm. I guess it was the same thing as athletes' tickets for parents. Uh, but I'm not sure about that. I know he didn't buy them. Yeah. But, uh, and that's, that, that, that's really why I'm a state fan, and that's, that's how that one started. And I'm that's a, really cool. I'm forever grateful for it because I, I would have probably turned into an Ole Miss fan, and I just don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back on it, that's anyway, really good. That's, that's why I say Hill State, man. I just thought I'd share it with you. Thank you. Uh, it was a it was a lot of fun. Y'all have a good. I'm gonna keep listening. Appreciate it, Lynn. Thank you. Did y'all notice something Lynn said? I think about that Maya Angelou quote, uh, famous quote. She said, "You know, people will forget what you do. People will forget what you say, but they'll never forget how you make them feel." And even if you notice, Lynn. His first football game he ever went to at State was with his mom, and he didn't even remember who they played, but he remembered it was cold. <laughs> he sure remembered how it felt, didn't he? I know it's a little out of – I'm using it a little out of context on that quote, but you get the point there. Um, he remembered that it was cold for sure. Uh, Flowood Reb texted and said, As I grew up, Archie Manning was my hero. I had Archie Manning paraphernalia all over the wall, uh, all over my wall in my room as a four-year-old. My dad took me to see Archie Manning at his first NFL camp in Hattiesburg with the Saints, so I had no choice and glad that was the case. And he signed off with a hottie toddy. You know, Flo would rap, wouldn't you think that, you know, a majority of Ole Miss fans that are of your generation, that a huge reason... Not every, but a huge reason for your passion following them was Archie Manning. You talk about an individual who's sort of transcendent. Um, there it is, right there. Uh, Green Okra texted the show. Said Delta State fan because my father was dean of students and track coach at DSU. Do you notice a theme in these last two texts? Flowwood Reb. My dad took me to see Archie Manning in his first NFL camp. Green Okra. My father was a dean of students and a track coach at Delta State. He's an Ole Miss fan because his father-in-law was an All-American and won a national championship as a member of the Ole Miss team. I got a text from my old buddy JB out at Live Oaks, and he said, fantabulous topic. He said, in 1970, I wore number five and played catcher. I saw the Cincinnati Reds play the Astros. And Johnny Bench wore wore number five and was rookie of the year. He said, I fell in love with the big red machine. How about that? (laughs) Associating via that jersey number. Jersey numbers are special to people who play the game. And then you get older and you don't value it as much. But when you're going through it, it really means a lot. On that theme, PRG texted the show. He says, my dad indoctrinated me to be an Ole Miss fan. 
and I've hated him ever since. <laughs> Why didn't he choose Alabama, he says. <laughs> um, that's it. Hey, and JB, by the way, Sven on the YouTube live stream says to tell you hello. Jim on Facebook said, I love the Cubs and Saints, too. I was taken to Wrigley as a five-year-old, and their catcher, Randy Hundley, gave me an autograph, patted me on the head. I've loved the Cubs ever since. See, somebody took him and introduced him to the experience and to the team. Chris said, when I was 10, I picked the Washington Redskins because they had a linebacker named Chris Hamburger. He said, my name plus... I love hamburgers. <laughs> I mean, whatever works. <clears throat> Waylon on the same theme says, I'm a state fan because I grew up a state fan. My mom and dad are both state fans. Dave said he picked the Washington Redskins, one, because I guess I was rebellious and my mom liked the Cowboys, but I also like Joe Gibbs. Always did and still think he's a great person. You get some kind of connection there, don't you? Uh, Rich from Morville texted in. He said, in the immortal words of Louis Grizzard, I was bulldog born and bulldog bred, and when I die, I'll be bulldog dead. Thanks, Rich, for the text. It's really good stuff. There is so much here, and, and I know this is a subject that is near and dear, but we're getting so close to watching our teams play. I mean, you, you've got practices going on. you got preseason games for NFL stuff. You know, we're winding up Major League Baseball, or winding down anyway. High school's about to kick up. And I love this subject. I always enjoy hearing stories. And we've got a bunch more to get to. Really good stuff. And somebody even asked me a question about mine. I'll give you mine, too. The question is why. Why do you say Hail, why do you say Hail State? Why do you say Hottie Tide? Who that? Chop, chop. More on the subject. Stick around. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all.
Bill, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank, because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's-eye bird, your guarantee of top-quality frozen food. And your big bird's-eye buy this week is bird's-eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Better buy bird's-eye. Better buy, better buy, better buy bird's-eye. Now, if you know your oats and want to... 105.9 The Zone. Now to get back to our little... Talk right here on the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. What about this? How do you answer that question? Hey, why do you, why, why, why you got, why are you always wearing maroon? Why you got that? Sticker on your car. Why do you say Hail State? Why do you say Hottie Toddy? Why do you say Roll Tide? <laughs> Here's one from Mike on the uh, YouTube live stream. He says, I became a fan of Alabama in the early 1970s, watching Bama get beat by Nebraska in the 1970, in 1972 with my dad. And seeing how that hurt my dad, Made me pull for the bear and Bama since January the 2nd, 1972. 
Again, back to that theme. Are you noticing this? You notice the theme here? For a lot of folks, it's about mom and dad and granddad and uncle and cousin and brother. Somebody in our family introduced us to a lot of it. Uh, over on Facebook, Lynn said, My daddy played football at State College in the 1930s. When it was time to go to college, he told me that I could go anywhere, but he'd pay for me to go to MSU, so I did. Both of my girls graduated from MSU also, Hale State. How about that, Lynn? <laughs> so you were encouraged. I know that happens a lot uh, as well. Hogjow, Texas back on the Country Please and text line at 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Hogjow says, Mom and Dad were very poor and couldn't justify justify the money for tickets. Many years later, I was able to take them to a game in Fayetteville for their 50th anniversary. He says, they both cried when I took them. I told them we were going to Eureka Springs, and instead we pulled up to the stadium. <laughs> What a story. What a story, Hogjowl, and what a memory. Good on you. Let's see here. Unnamed texture says, when you're young, your daddy has a Ford or a Chevy. You either like State or Ole Miss. He says, mine had a Chevy and we like State. <laughs> From Bayou Bingle Babe. Says I became an LSU fan after my mom passed away. It was a great way for me to bond with my dad. Drag my husband into the LSU fandom, and we will. Um, oh, and says and we will be in Pasadena for the LSU UCLA game on September the fourth in twenty three days. What a trip! What a trip! Headed to Pasadena, and what a heck of a story. That's really neat. Unnamed texture set. No, this is Charlie. Sorry, I see it now. It's Charlie. I became an MSU fan because I wasn't obnoxious. <laughs> and didn't feel like I was better than everybody. <laughs> That's good. <clears throat> I became Ooh, burn. Burn. I became an MSU fan because I wasn't obnoxious and I didn't feel like I was better than better than everybody. Wally. Hey, by the way, Charlie, let me give you a little insight. Now, I know you know this, but those people who outwardly have the appearance and the vibe of they are better than everybody else, you know why that vibe is being put off in that appearance? It's because on the inside, they don't really think it. That's, a, that's the classic overcompensation. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the little bitty fella that drives a big old jacked up pickup truck. That's what's going on. So maybe we ought to have some sympathy. Wally says, I'm a third generation Mississippi State graduate. Been going to football and baseball games for as long as I can remember. Third generation. Another one, this one from Sedge, who says, Matt, third generation with three degrees from Mississippi State. 30-plus immediate family members with a degree from MSU. Wife and I celebrate the 50th wedding anniversary this weekend. Happy anniversary. Early. I mean, but I might forget tomorrow, so I'll go ahead and wish you now. I love these stories. I could just read them and read them and read them. I hope you all enjoy them, too. 
If y'all get tired of it, tell me to shut up, move on. But I love these stories. Why you became a fan of who you root for. Um, Here's one. It says, I'm I'm a Giants fan and a State fan because growing up, my brother was a big Giants fan because of Will Clark, which turned into being a State fan. When he was rooming with Bart Gregory at Mississippi State, he would take me to the games. Been a fan ever since. How about that? So it's almost like, you know, you kind of reverse route. You didn't follow Will Clark and then the Giants. You followed the Giants and became a State fan because of Will Clark and Bart Gregory. (laughs) That's really neat. Mason from Wesson said, when did Matt Wyatt start liking the dogs? When Jackie came to your living room for recruitment? And then uh, he says, love the show. No, uh, well, I would say that it was through recruitment. Um, They began to recruit me really early in high school. And, uh, in fact, uh, they were one of the first, maybe the first, to send out letters back when you'd actually get a letter in the mail. It wasn't a Twitter message. (laughs) Uh, they were one of the first to send letters, but then the recruitment began. I think they were the first school that I went and looked at, and they were the first to offer me a full scholarship, you know, to actually get a scholarship. I was the first one I got was from Mississippi State. And so there's this, I mean, for us and for me, I didn't even really know anybody who'd ever been through that, didn't talk to anybody. It was all, everything was new. And so the fact that they were first and Coach Cheryl was first and, and, and all that, it just just sort of fell in love with them right off the bat. Um, yeah, Nick texted and said, my dad had a small run with the Dodgers organization in Albuquerque before I was born. That's why I'm probably the only Dodgers fan <laughs> in central Mississippi. Yeah, you might be. But, I mean, again, so many stories, it goes back to mom and dad or granddad. I mean, it really does. Brothers, families. Troll Tide just texted us and said, um, I grew up in Shelby County, Tennessee, and became a big St. Louis Cardinals baseball fan. I could listen to their games on my transistor radio from KMOX under my pillow at night so it wouldn't keep my brothers away. Had to share a bedroom with two brothers. Well, Mike, listen. I've heard so many, you know, you got so many Cardinals fans and it goes back to there's somebody, either yourself or your dad went through that exact same thing and it was the games you could pick up. It's like me becoming a Braves fan because it's the games I could watch every single time. That right there, listen, remind the people at your school, uh, high school, the, the college you root for, the people at Major League Baseball ought to be reminded of this. Why are there tens of thousands of Cardinals fans in Mississippi? Well, it's because they could pick up the games on the radio. Why are there hundreds of thousands and millions of Braves fans in Mississippi and Alabama? Because they could watch them on TV. You have to make the teams available. And you've got to make it easy on them. It's got, it's got to be easily available. It's a huge thing of growing your your brand, and your fan base for the future. One more, and then I'm coming to the phone line. Bill in Madison texted the show, Country Please in Texas, and said, I saw a sport magazine cover that had Carl Yastrzemski on it. He had a big hole in his red stocking and sock. I thought it was hilarious and started a lifelong love of the Red Sox. My dad was a state grad, grew up listening to baseball and football games, and now I'm a grad. My son's a grad. My son once said to me, why didn't you pick a team that won? (laughs) (laughs) 
This is what somebody else said about Ole Miss. Thibodeau on line one of the Divini phone. What's up, Thibodeau? Hey, guys. So here's the story. Um, I grew up in a family that didn't know how to go to college because it was just it, it was out of financial reach. Mm-hmm. But within that family, and I'm talking cousins and aunts and uncles and everything, within that big extended family of mine, it was probably pretty even divided on who rooted for who. So I didn't really come up with any one certain college that I was going to root for. But when I got to junior college and me and Anthony Craven became even better friends than we were in high school, he was headed to Mississippi State. I think he was born into it. So, (laughs) you know, I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go. And he went up there a year ahead of me because he's a year older than I am. And, um, I went up and helped him move into the dorm and everything. And then later on that year, he said, hey, I've got an extra ticket for a football game. You need to drive up here and, and come to it. It'll be real fun. I go up there, and it was homecoming 1999 against LSU. Yeah. And he right. was living in Subtle Hall. And okay. we, we go to that game, and look, my seat was standing on the ramp, the very top ramp of the west side of that stadium. <laughs> And, uh, and there was no bleachers in the end zone yet. None of that was there. Mm-hmm. And I watched, them, I watched them win. We had a great time. And then I enrolled in the next year. And once I enrolled, that was it. Yeah. Just being on campus, attending some stuff. And, like, my family's giving me all this maroon and white stuff for Christmas. It immediately got in my blood and it ain't left since. Hey, and Thibodeau, before you go, you're standing on the ramp on the west side, 99 LSU. i got one question for you. Did Rod Gibson score? You're dang right he did. Yes, he did. They held their hands up. Signaled touchdown. It's official. He scored. <laughs> Thanks, Thibodeau. I appreciate the call. That's great stuff. You know, I think we'll continue. Again, if y'all get tired of it, let me know. But I love reading these stories of where your, where your connection with your team came from. I got about 10 more, and we'll hit those when we come back. Right after this, I'm Matt in the Bureau. After these messages, we'll be right back. Arrived today. Jeans do come true. Thank you, Blue Delta. Yeah, jeans do come true. That's what the bag says. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, my hometown. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, You'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase. Again, that's if you listen to me, you can use discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase. And at checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount off your order. So I just went online, ordered them, uh, blueDeltaJeans.com. A couple weeks ago, went in. I didn't go get measured. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions. And here they are at my doorstep a couple weeks later. Nice. That blue Delta. Nice. 
I'm happy. <laughs> I've known the Blue Delta team for years, and I'm thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor of this show. Blue Delta's virtual tailor is a fun and easy way to get yourself into the best-fitting pair of jeans you're ever going to own. But you never thought you'd get a butt shot out of me, huh? How about that? Just answer the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions. It's amazing how they do it. They will fit perfectly. You're not going to find better material and better feeling pants, period, anywhere. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. I promise you that. And I know that you are going to love them too. Make sure you use the code. And remember, jeans do come true. After these messages, we'll be right let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 smooth, freeze, meadow, go. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, 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 smooth, freeze, meadow, go. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. Taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's the Matt Wyatt Show on 105.9 The Zone and worldwide online at thezone1059.com. Back with you in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Go with the home team. Wayne said on Facebook, I grew up an Ole Miss fan, no real reason. I went to junior college for two years of engineering classes. And I was told I need to go to MSU if I wanted to be an engineer. Two engineering degrees later, here I am, MSU grad and fan. We'll have to pull for red and blue next year in the spring, though. And we say blood thicker than paper. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever works for you, Wayne. Um, and I know some of us are a little bit more torn and conflicted than others. Uh, D said on YouTube, I became a Fan of Alabama, watching them play at Legion Field with my older brothers and seeing Sean Alexander work his magic as well as Fernando Bryant. I was hooked. Well, you talk about a player who sort of historically, and just in terms of the way we remember them and nostalgia, who's very underrated. Well, Sean Alexander, you go back and watch what he did in college and look at it and then what he did in the pros and playing at Seattle. 
He was big time and a great, great person uh, as well. Think a lot of Sean. Okay, I'm going to have some more here for you. The question that we posed, if you just tuned in at the beginning of the hour, was why? Why do you say Hale State? Why do you say Hottie Toddy? Why do you say Huda? And, you know, go Saints. Why do you say, how about them Cowboys? You know, what's the story? Andy texted the show. Says, hey, Matt, I say Hale State not only because my wonderful grandparents were MSU fans, but when I graduated high school, I left an abusive home. I went to state. I didn't know who I was, what I wanted, or even how to dream. I was just existing. God called me to MSU. God and MSU taught me how to dream, told me who I was and who I could be. Hale State, maroon and white forever from Andy on the Country Pleasing Sausage text line. Thank you very much. Dad of Squares says, uh, growing up, I had a best friend whose dad was a prominent state alum. We went to every game. Many Sunday afternoons, we would go out for ice cream. Sometimes a man would walk up to the car and get a paper bag. I thought that was an odd way to pay for ice cream. (laughs) When probation came in the 70s, my my friend's dad was banned. (laughs) So the the literal paper bag, huh? It was an odd way to pay for ice cream. (laughs) What a great story, Squares. <laughs> Thank you. Um, B-Dog, too, said my parents were Ole Miss fans. They talked about Archie Manning like he was larger than life. How he once played with a broken arm and a cast, the Archie who game, etc. Then later with the Saints. He says, I went to tennis camp at Mississippi State. And I had friends from high school that went to state. Somehow I ended up a diehard Hale State guy. And I hate Ole Miss. That's from B-Dog 2. PRG said, speaking of fandom, a lot of my Ole Miss friends were completely fine with MSU winning the College World Series. Some were actually pulling for MSU or were just happy for the players. This phenomenon would never, ever, ever, ever happen regarding football. I think you probably have a point on that, huh? I think you probably have a point on that one. Okay. All right. Let's see. Where are we? All right. Back over to the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059. Chris on line one. What's up, Chris? How you doing, Matt? I am all right, I sir. Became, I became a state fan because, well, half my family is. And my mom and daddy used to take me to baseball games when I was little. And my favorite player was Blake Anderson and Ricky Joe Red. Those were my two favorite players, and they both got baseball cards signed by them. Very cool. And then same thing about the Braves with me is I got to watch it all the time, so I become a Braves fan. And I become a Cowboys fan rooting against my daddy. <laughs> he used to like Green Bay, and when the Cowboys would beat up on Brett Favre every year, that's how I become a Cowboys how fan. How about and that? I become a I became a Chicago Bulls fan for the same reason I became a Braves fan. It was always on TV. Hey, and Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Am I, am I back to the Cowboys and Packers, Chris? Real quick. So your dad was a Packers fan. Do I remember? Well, he was a Brett Favre fan. Favre, okay, that. okay. Be fair about it. I got he, you. He's wishy-washy now. He jumps from team to team. <laughs> I remember back then, though. Like there were some classic. Cowboys Packers games when Far was playing like 
Am I right? It was on Thanksgiving. They played on. They played some Thanksgiving games between each other with John Madden calling those games. They did. They did, but the classics were the when we beat them in the NFC title game. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think two of the three years that we went to the Super Bowl in the nineties, we beat the Packers going in there, and the other one we beat the the Forty ers going in there. Yeah. So very yeah. cool. Thanks. You have a good day. You too, Chris. Hey, Appreciate it. Matt, yeah. Matt. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. You got it. Well, he's gone. Um, Nick texted and said, I grew up going to games in Oxford with my dad. However, when it came time to go to college, my friends were headed to state, so I decided to go. Four of the best years of my life. I drank the maroon Kool-Aid completely. He said, Hail State. Bulldog44 texts the show, says, These stories has made your show today the most enjoyable show on radio or TV I've heard or watched in a long, long time. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Bulldog44. I got to tell you, I'm just being honest with you, Bulldog44. This is not to try to build it into something. I'm just going to level with you. Most days I schedule, I, you know, sort of loosely schedule out things that I'd like to get into just based on what's going on. And I may put a time beside it or not and jot it down. Today was one of those days where I got to be honest with you. I didn't really know. And even close to showtime, I was real unsure about I'm even typing in the title setting up the live stream that's going to go out and let everybody know we're live on Facebook and YouTube and Periscope. And I, I I typed in one thing and I went back in with like three minutes before the show started when it just hit me. You know what? Just let go of the idea of this is going on in this story. I'd like to know. It just hit me like three minutes ago. I'd like to know why people are a fan. And I just changed the title and just here we go. And, <laughs> And and you're right. This has been great. And I do more of this. And that is, let's kind of get into the nuts and bolts of why we're here to begin with. And I appreciate you saying that. It makes me, you know, feel like the Lord had a little bit of a hand on uh, how it's going. Wally texted the show and said, I got a shirt at Walmart, became a fan, signed a lot of Bama fans. <laughs> Come on, Wally. Come on, Wally. Roll Tide, man. Brady says, Matt, I'm a lifelong LSU fan, but my wife works as a nurse at Batson Pediatrics. Our kids will get 50% off tuition at Ole Miss. She says, I'm going to have to change my allegiance from purple and gold to red and blue. We have a few more years before that happens, so we'll see. (laughs) How about that? Well, and look, I, I understand it, right? You know, I've joked around, you know, with our family regarding our daughter, Mary Liddy. I've said, oh, yeah, she's she's welcome to go to Ole Miss as long as it's on scholarship. And they're paying for it because I'm not paying for it. You know, that, that whole thing. <laughs> but then when it gets closer and reality sets in, we'll see what happens. Right now, she's a big bulldog. She's a, she's a, she's a state kid <laughs> right now. <clears throat> but uh, you do have to keep in mind sometimes things change, whether you want them to or not. Handyman texted and said, my granddaddy had a uh, a competition hog cooking team called the Cow Dogs, and he was a state fan. He said, I'm a massive state fan. Anybody disagrees, they can check out my cave and memorabilia, Hale State. How about a hog cooking team called the Cow Dogs? All right, Chris is back. I think Chris either got cut off or jumped off of the phone too quick. Chris, what were you going to throw in there? Yeah, I 
I do think I got cut off, but it's okay. Did, I wanted to know. I wanted to let you know. I didn't know if you knew. I knew you probably did, but did you know that JT passed away? I did know that. Yes, JT Williamson, longtime yeah. host of the JT Show, and before that, JT and Dave um, here yeah, in Mississippi. I didn't, I didn't know that he really liked you, so he thought really good about you. So, well, I JT was always great to me. Um, he was. He, he JT could not have been better to me. Um, yeah. and that's just the truth. So, I miss him. And by the way, I know it's the sad. I just brought up something sad. But by the way, I'm still fans of all those teams, even though the Bulls are awful. <laughs> still fans of all. Well, at least you stuck with that's them. Good. That's good. Atta boy, Chris. Well, I'm a loyal. I'm loyal when it comes to fandom. I there mean, I'm go. a state fan. I'm used to being let down. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. After a while, you get to where you can take it. That's not a bad thing either. That's right. Appreciate it, Chris. Have a good day. You too, man. Thanks for the call. Um, Dog 79. Grandfather coached at State. Uncle played there. When I moved here in 1966, seemed like Ole Miss fans were jerks. Have since learned they are not all jerks. <laughs> That's, that goes for a lot of us, right? <laughs> you you sort of learn to get past the stereotype stuff and take it for face value. Sammy Dale, 55, texted the show, said, uh, Growing up, Dad's company got 10 tickets to every game played in Memorial Stadium in Jackson. My aunts, uncles, older cousins were all big Ole Miss fans and because of age had priority. I rarely got to go to the Ole Miss games but went to every Mississippi State game. Because Mississippi State fan of that. He's a State fan because of that. He said, my dad couldn't understand why I was a Bulldogs fan. I finally told him it was his fault. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, is, you know, there's a, there's so many stories of how it's linked to being introduced one way or the other. But you do have that, you know, like Chris, every now and then you root for somebody because you're rooting against dear old dad. Cowboys, Packers, for instance. That's good stuff. Appreciate all of those very, very much. That's hour one. It's in the books. Hour two coming up right after this. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. After these messages, we'll be right back. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country-pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite, the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh yeah. Let's eat Country Pleasing Sausage, the best, hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage, hands down, the best. Trust me. 
Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, and Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But, look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase, uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answered the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, BlueDeltaJeans.com, answer the questions, use this code, Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. And I know that you are going to love them, too. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Hi. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Man, that was really a fun first hour. Lots of stories about how you became a fan of the teams that you root for. I'm Matt here in the Bureau. I got a little Bob Ross positive energy drink, a spinning helmet, (laughs) a model airplane, and you on my call screen, on my text line, and on my comments on the live stream. Welcome into the show. Hour number two underway here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. All right, the aforementioned, you can call me, text me, comment, be a part of the show. Um, Lots of information coming your way. If you're new, don't fret. I'll repeat it several times. Call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. So give me a call on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. They are your Kubota dealer the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. Hey, um, I wanted to mention this to you also. I just got an, a, a, an update on my phone from FedEx. I got a package can- that's uh, here. It was coming, and now it's here from the Mississippi State University Golf Course. And in it is one of those size double X, long sleeve, thin, cool material shirts, white T-shirt-like thing, but long sleeve with the national championship logo for Mississippi State baseball across the front of it. 
Uh, you can get one, too. That's at the Hale State Golf Course at Hale State GC on Twitter. All right. Also, the text line, text me on the country, please, and text 885-ESPN or 885-3776. On the YouTube live stream, Will said, I became a fan of Mississippi State because I went to school there. Before that, I had no SEC team to cheer for. Now me and my dad are all cowbell. Wayne is letting us know the reason he made the comment that he's going to pull for red and blue in the spring and that blood is thicker than paper, even though he's a Mississippi State fan. He's got a kid playing for Ole Miss baseball team right now. Well, yeah, then. Wayne, we sort of expect that. You need to root for him. Yeah, we we get it, man. You get a pass for sure. For sure, for sure. All right, a few more texts on that subject that we asked that question of why. Um, now, this is off the subject. Somebody said, Matt, do you ever talk to Jackie? You're talking about Coach Cheryl. What is he doing now? He's been one of my favorites. You know, just every so often I run into him. It seems like, you know, most years I will run into them, uh, to him, when because he lives out in Texas, and I'll run into him when we go out there to Texas A&M every other year to play football. A couple of years ago we were there. He sat down in the booth with us, and we interviewed him during the pregame show and that kind of thing. I have seen him a few other times here and there. Of course, he will come to Starkville, you know, every so often. Uh, and every now and then I'll shoot him a text. It's pretty, you know, we'll go a ways in between. He gets a lot of communication, I think, from a lot of former players. It's not like something we talk every week or even every month, but well, we have kept up over the years. And as far as I know, he's doing really well. He and Peggy are doing great. Enjoying life with grandkids. Uh, Fletcher texted and said, Matt, uh, started following State in 1980 because my mom was a fan. Watched John Bond and the crew upset Bama 6-3 to in Jackson, ending their three-year conference win streak, and I've been hooked ever since. Jonathan says, if you did five minutes of prep work for today's show, that's more than the guys that have a show in Jackson before you do. <laughs> so you got that going for you. Well, normally we do more, and I did. Today I do, I do a good bit more than five minutes of show prep. It's just that I wasn't too sure about all of it. And right before the show, the light bulb went, that's what I want to talk about. You know, sometimes you just have to step away from, again, thinking about current events and just go, you know, what do I feel like doing today? And this is... This has been fun. Just a few more uh, here as we start hour two. Next gen Reb, I think we get the, we could probably get the gist of what his is going to say. Next gen Reb says, uh, my family has been Ole Miss fans long before me, so I've always been one too. I went to state for a year because of proximity to home and the price. Loved the campus, hated the town, graduated from Southern Miss, so to the top. And hotty toddy. How about that, man? He made the rounds. He made the rounds. He's covered all the bases <laughs> to some degree or, or another. Unnamed texture said, my grandfather was an Ole Miss fan and a graduate and would buy tickets to all the football games in Jackson each year. He'd give my dad three tickets to take my brother and I to the state games since my dad was a state fan and a graduate. We went to several, but I mostly remember the MSU versus Bama game in 1980 when I was 14. After witnessing that game, my brother and I were Bulldogs for life. Jeremy texted and said, I'm an MSU fan because of my mom. 
She took me to games in Starkville and Jackson, and I still remember my first game where Tony James ran back a punt to beat Auburn. The first and only time I met Billy Brewer was at the Hub in downtown Vicksburg about 30 years ago. Jeremy said, I was about eight. My mom told me to shake his hand. I said, no. And when she inquired, why not? I said, because that's Billy Brewer, and he coached Ole Miss. He laughed out loud and told my mom, you're raising him right. <laughs> Coach Brewer definitely was the kind of guy who would, <clears throat> regardless of allegiances, would actually get a big kick out of that. <clears throat> no doubt about it. Um, that's great. You know, I wish Annabeth was here so she could tell you the story um, of her writing Billy Brewer a letter and getting a letter, a handwritten letter back from Billy Brewer. And she's she'll she'll have to tell you one of these days um, about um, that letter and what it meant to her as a kid. Of course, you know she grew up, you know, in an Ole Miss family. Her, her her both of her grandparents on her mother's side, so her grandfather and grandmother both went to Ole Miss in the 1940s. Her grandmother was Miss Ole Miss in 1948 when uh, opposite her Charlie Connolly was Colonel Reb that same year. And so her mother went to school there, and then she and her sister went to school there. They grew up going to games, grew up tailgating there. Her grandfather, who went there, was a cheerleader uh, for a football team back in those days uh, when he went to Ole Miss after, came straight out of the Navy after World War II and went to Ole Miss there. So it was generational for her, you know, growing up and going. And so with that sort of life, you can imagine what it meant to a little girl in Vicksburg who to, to actually get a letter back from the football coach of the school that she roots for. So uh, it's neat how that worked out. Well, look, I appreciate y'all so much for your stories. I really do. Um, I'm, I'm happy that we have a platform here where y'all could, um, we could publicize it or publish it, if you will, kind of the story of your fandom. I'm fascinated by all of those. I really am. So, so what, Matt, with all with all that Ole Miss and her background, how did you get into the picture? <laughs> that is a great You're question. You're a state guy. That really is a great question. I mean, I, it had know, to be tough on you going into that family uh, with all those. Old nah, that wasn't tough. <laughs> it it turned out. It, I, you know, here's the thing, Bill. It probably should have been tough or nerve wracking. It's just I'm too stupid to realize those kinds of things. Oh. I always oh, have oh, been. Oh, oh, oh. It's like, don't walk up there and grab the hornet's nest. Well, I'll just walk up there and grab it. Yeah. <laughs> and ring, ring a cowbell. Yeah, but anyway, uh, no, I've joked before, Bill, that she was at Ole Miss for five years yeah. and just frankly never ran into a real man. Oh, and then she, go. And then later there she met me, and boom, mm-hmm. we're off and running. No, that was just a joke. Real man. <laughs> or a suitable mate, you know. But um, it was a deal where we were both um, – she had gotten an internship as, oh, a, as a news anchor, yeah. as a news anchor at WTVA Television in Tupelo, and then they hired her as a news anchor reporter full-time. I was with the TV station doing sports, and um, you know, we were single. We were both – Working this schedule, mingle, ready to mingle. Yeah, and and both working this schedule, Bill, in local television, where we would go to work at two o'clock, and get off of work at eleven. Yeah. Okay, so you work two to eleven, and you're working weekends. Okay, so 
we felt like we were quite literally the only two people in all of Tupelo that worked that schedule, <laughs> okay, you know, of, of our age. And so we just became like friends. Um, we we go out to dinner on the dinner breaks. You know, we'd show up to work at the same time. We'd hang out because we were and we became big buddies. And the next thing you know, we realized that it was much more than friends. Hey, there's something else here. Yeah, that's right. So television brought you together. Yeah, that's it. Media anyway. And then, as I joke, you know, my hair fell out, and I started doing radio. What year were you were you guys working there? This would have been oh four oh five. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and she stayed on for a little while. I left and started calling football games and right. doing some work as an SID for junior college up in Boonville, and she stayed on for a while. We got married in oh eight, so we knew each other for a pretty good while. Spent a lot of time together before we actually got married. It, it was. Uh, you have any? You have any video of you guys doing? You know, we do. And news and stuff. Yeah, you need to like put some of that where I can see it. I well, here's the problem, though, Bill. We've days. talked about this. I'd love. We would love to do it. Okay, but it's all on tape, actual tape, DVC oh, yeah. Pro tape. Okay, DVC yeah. Pro tapes, like the little videotapes mm-hmm. that you used Those to stick smaller. in the news camera. Right. And she's got a bunch of it saved out here in a in a thing, like tucked away somewhere in her house in a whatever those tapes. But we don't have like a DVC Pro machine that we can play. I'm not going out and buying one. Right, and we just have never there been are companies mo- that will do that for you, right? But you got to pay them. Yeah, you have to pay. Them. <laughs> and so we've never gotten motivated to go pay them to yeah. dig up this old footage of us uh, way back when when we were young. So that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, Matt with hair. Uh huh. Had hair, <laughs> but I tell you, I didn't take it too seriously. That's that's another thing about the TV deal. I didn't take it serious yeah. enough. You know the whole wear and makeup. Like and, see how good you guys were back in those days, huh? Yeah. With the sports and the. Oh news. man, look! I was as country hey. as a turnip green <laughs> early on. Is you know again, I was not interested in putting on and like having, doing the quote unquote broadcasting thing. I was just there, man. Yeah. I, I took the job. I took the job at the TV station because part of the job was getting to do a weekly. Uh, hunting and fishing segment oh, okay. on the 6 p.m. Wednesday night news. Yeah. It was called the Southern Sportsman, and we get to go fishing or hunting or so, do some story mm-hmm. on it. That's why I took the whole job. So you were preferably uh, you were hooked. I was. <laughs> I mean, and we had, uh, after a while, like at one point we are doing sports, and they rearranged the news studio, and it forced the sports guys, we'd do the sports cast, not sitting at a desk, but standing in front of the video wall. Right, right. Well, so they go, okay, you got to wear a full suit. You can't have blue jeans on. Right, or shorts. Right. And I'm like, well, they should. I got a sport coat, okay? I do the sport coat. I wear a tie. That's enough. You can't tell me not to wear blue jeans, right? So I would wear the blue jeans <laughs> up there doing the sports and the news. I got called in on that. I bet you did. And other things as well, so. But it worked out. Annabeth was great at it. Yeah. It's just that, you know, and then she was she anchored their noon show. She anchored their five. She anchored their nine at times. At one point, she anchored the morning show. And I think the morning show thing right before we get or right after we got married was enough. She got tired of getting up at 3 a.m. And, and then Mary Liddy came along and um, <laughs> life changed for both of us, you know. Yeah, getting up at 3 a.m. is not good when you got a child. <laughs> of course, you have to get up at 3 a.m. for the with the child. Right. No, it's t- it's definitely a – that schedule is not for 
A, the faint of heart, but B, um, anybody other than the entry level. I'll be honest with you. Like I, b- people who've been getting up at 3 a.m. going hosting morning shows all these years and they do it until they're 50, great, great admiration for that because they have gone through great, great sacrifices to do it for sure. I think the newscast down here, the local one, started 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Here, Jack. Man, that's... Well, that's early. Ooh. See, now, I will say I could do it. Now, like, for, for instance, me, Bill, if I could do morning radio really easily. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm waking up at 3.34, 4.30 a.m. every day anyway. I don't even need an alarm right. clock. That's just when I get up. Yeah, that's me too. I'm the same way. And go to bed early, be fine with it. But, you know, you think about, especially, you know, people with families or whatever and, and going and hosting morning stuff at 4 a.m. is... <laughs> Uh, you're asking a lot. Okay. All right. Uh, we may have a few more of those. And we can get into them. Here is a, I want to bring this up. Will commenting on the YouTube live stream says, excited to listen to the better than average show, Matt. Okay. And I, it's a chance, Will, thank you for me to plug that, to let everybody listening know what it is. If you're a state fan, you'll be interested. If you're not a Mississippi state fan, you won't be interested in this. Maybe. Um, but it's a new Mississippi State football podcast called Better Than Average. Here's why. Coach, it's a great day for you, huh? Yeah, I tell you, it's better than average, I'll tell you that. <laughs> there you go. See, that's why I named it Better Than Average. It's because that's what he said after beating LSU. It's a Mississippi State football podcast. Uh, you can check. I put links this morning on Twitter to episode two. So it'll it, it publishes every Monday and Thursday this fall. So we had episode two today. And there's links there on my Twitter feed and other stuff. Just look me up. I'm Radio Wyatt. Or you can just go to where you get podcasts like Apple and Spotify. I recommend Spotify, but you do what you want. Uh, And just look for Better Than Average. And you'll see the logo there with a little bulldog, and you'll know that's it. And it'll have my name attached to it, so check it out. Thanks, Will, for the plug. And now we go to the phones. The Divinity Equipment phone line where Thibodeau is hanging on line one. What's up, Thibodeau? I had to come back because you just told that little joke about how um, the homecoming queen lived in Oxford for five years and just couldn't bump into a real man. <laughs> yeah. right. right. So yeah. it's, that made me laugh uncontrollably, and here's why. <laughs> when I was a student at Mississippi State, I had a girlfriend that was going to school in Oxford. And I went over one weekend to visit, and we step out of her, the rental at the house she was renting with a few other girls and her car won't start so i popped the hood and fooled around under there for a little bit and got it to start one of her roommates looked at her and said well i guess i'm gonna have to go to start to find a man because if that had been my car my boyfriend would have said call triple <laughs> oh stereotypes are beautiful aren't they Thibodeau? i mean they're great well, it, <laughs> the best part it was it wasn't my girlfriend that said it. It was mm-hmm. her roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's... I'm going to have to go to Starkville to find a man. <laughs> that, was a, that was her testimony. And she's. I wonder if she ever did. <laughs> oh, I don't Lord. know. That's been, that's been 18, 20 years ago, so yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. That'd be interesting to find out. Good stuff, Thibodeau. Atta boy. Hey, hats off on getting it going. That's, that's real stuff. You too. That's real stuff right there now. It really is. Pop the hood, figure out how to crank a car. <laughs> that's that's real stuff. 
Thibodeau, I will tell you, my college roommate, he was offensive lineman for us at State, Paul Mooney, big old rascal, 6'7", about you know three bills and change, <laughs> played center, but love him like a brother. And uh, I'd always talk him into going fishing with me in my little 14-foot aluminum boat, two seats, front and back, well, three seats, front and back, trolling motor was in the front, outboard motor in the back. In the middle, we had a little console seat where with you know gear shift. Drive a 25-horsepower Evanroo. It's a really nice boat for a college kid, frankly. And we went out to Octobaha County Lake once, and uh, I had left the key to crank the outboard motor in the apartment. And he's like, well, can't you start it with a rope, pull rope? And I'm like, yeah, but you're supposed to turn the ignition. Like, if, you, if it won't crank, you turn the ignition on with the key and then pull the rope, and it'll crank. But you, if you don't turn the ignition on, you can't pull the rope and start it. It's like he's like, well, we need to go home. I'm like, no, nah, we'll just use a trolling motor. I charge the batteries. So he gets in the back. I'm in the front. I'm rolling the trolling motor. We we're fishing. We find ourselves in the back of Octobaha County Lake, and in comes the storm. I'm talking about a. It's blistering us. The rain coming in sideways. Lightning popping. Trying to go. The waves are white capping on Octobaha County Lake. My trolling motor won't even stay in the water because we're hitting waves that are so tall. It's going out of the water. Yeah. And we're not going to make it with this trolling motor through this storm. We ain't going to make it. He goes, what are we going to do? I said, we're just going to have to go over here to the bank somewhere and get out and try to walk around. We'll come back and get the boat tomorrow if it's still here. And he says, hold on. Let me see if I can hotwire it. I said, what? He says, I'm going to see if I can start this motor. He gets underneath the console, the dash or whatever, in that middle seat. I'm still trying to give it a go with this trolling motor in the front. He's putting wires together and taking screws out. He's back there fooling around in the back, taking the ignition apart. He Next thing I know, I hear the motor crank, this 25-horsepower Evinrude. Whom! I said, how'd you do that? He said, I just put these two wires together. Come on. And he jumped in the back seat. I jumped in the console, put it in drive, and drive that boat to the boat ramp. And when we get to the boat ramp and pull up up there, I realized there's no key for which to turn the motor off. And I say to Paul, I don't know how to turn the motor off. He says, just separate those two wires. There were two wires, a red one and a black one. And they were held together. They had little ring eyelets on the end of each eye. And both ring, he had slid a little screw down in between, a metal screw to hold it together. And he said to me, take those wires apart. I said, these two? He said, yeah. When I grabbed both wires and very quickly pulled them apart to stop the motor, all, every volt of electricity from that battery and being produced by the alternator on that motor Every bit of electrical juice coming into those two wires shot up both of my arms and met in the middle of my chest. Knocked me out of the seat and into his lap in the back seat. And I'm looking up at him and he's looking down at me laughing. He said, did it shock you? (laughs) I said, shut up. Did you have hair? I had hair then. Was it smoking? Look, and I'm soaking wet. We're soaking wet.
our feet are in water. And I grabbed those two wires, and Bill, it felt like somebody punched me in the chest. Bam! It don't take much with the alternator running. Zap! I'm talking about I'm in his lap. Sorry, Rascal. He knew it was going to happen. Story time on a Thursday. Y'all come right back. More of that. Stick around. There's a lot of noise when it comes to five. After these messages, we'll be right back. Better buy bird's eye. Better buy, better buy, better buy bird's eye. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Better buy bird's eye. Now, if you know your oats and want to feel your oats and taste how good an oat cereal can be, well, you go for Cheerios. Great way to start the day with really great eating. That's Cheerios, one of the few foods made from oats. The tasty cereal grain everyone should have at breakfast. Crisp and golden as only a toasted oat cereal can be. And nourishing? Why, a Cheerios breakfast gives you the power protein that grown-ups need to help stay in trim and youngsters need to grow on. Toasted oat goodness, toasted oat flavor, a delicious power breakfast. That's Cheerios. Let me tell you about an ice cream Cathy Beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth, freeze meadow go. Go to your ice cream man today, and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, 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 smooth, freeze, meadow, gold. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beechnut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beechnut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. The Mississippi State Radio Analyst. And he's on your radio right now. Now. You've got the Matt Wyatt Show on 105.9 The Zone and online at thezone1059.com. All right, back with you live in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, Paul said on Facebook, that he was a kid in the 60s listening to Jack Crystal call the games on a transistor radio. Favorite game was when Felker scored a winning touchdown against Memphis. Yeah, people have talked about that game and that moment for Rocky Felker and Jack Crystal's call of that for years and years and years. Really cool moment for sure. Uh, Real C texted the show, said, Matt, my fan, College Ties. 
Ole Miss, Ole Miss Law School, Virginia, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Mississippi College. He put the number three. I don't know if that's him or just total. MUW, USM, and one dude at MSU. (laughs) He goes, guess which hill we're going to die on? Hashtag Hail State. How about that? I mean, you certainly have some to choose from, don't you? Real C, that is great, man. Gonna die on that hill, huh? That a boy. Uh, Jay Davis texted us and said, uh, "Matt, I was ten, and my best friend and his family were state fans, so I was a state fan. My first state game was State Ole Miss in Jackson. Dad worked for the ambulance service, so I watched from the sidelines. Met Archie on the sideline. What a story from Jay Davis. Jimmy, with a really long text, he says, I "Listen to your show every day." between 1245 and 115 and headed home from work. He said, your segment on why we root for who we root for struck me with memories. He said, I'm a Southern Miss fan because I can remember listening to Bill Goodrich when Southern Miss went down to Tallahassee, beat Florida State, and the great coach Bobby Bowden. Reggie Collier ran wild, and the Golden Eagles won 58-14. to I listened to that game with my father. He said, he's been gone many years now, but what is better is that I have a great memory of reading the box scores with him every morning. He loved baseball, as do I. We watched the 76 Reds sweep the Yankees. We saw the Yankees win in 77 and 78. I can still remember the lineups and seeing Reggie hit those homers. That was the last World Series I saw with my daddy. I miss him the most now during sports seasons. My son looks just like him. That is why I'm a Southern Miss fan and a Yankee fan. Jimmy said, I'd love to hear you read this. He says, maybe Friday, if you would, between 1245 and 115. God bless you. Have a great show. And I'd love to meet you someday. Jimmy, thanks for sending that. And uh, if I can somehow, some way, remember to get it back in there for you tomorrow so you can hear it, uh, I'll pull that back up. Thank you. All right. Over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, Patrick in Hattiesburg on line one. What's up, Patrick? Matt Wire, what's going on, brother? Not much. Good to hear your voice, well, Patrick. Talk to. I know it's been hey, a while. Hey, hey, Jimmy just touched my heart. Every memory Jimmy has, I got the same memory. I know the New York Yankee lineup in '77, '78. I remember Bill Goodrich. Whoa, mercy! I remember all that. Yeah. I remember. I remember Bob Tyler, Walter Packer, and Bruce Threadgill, number seventeen, with them. <laughs> With those mid-drift jerseys that tore off, tore off their body. The tearaways. Man, I, I got all the memories. Jack Crystal. Oh man, I love it, man. Mm-hmm. I, That's great man, stuff. Good old days. No doubt good about old days, it. Man. Good days. Hey, hey and you know man. what? Let me just say this: if if tearaway jerseys were still in effect in 1997, then JJ Johnson for us would have had 2,000 yards. I'm just gonna put it that way. Oh, geez, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Let me tell you who who had a lot of them, even though I hate to mention that team. Tony Nathan with Alabama. Remember how his jersey oh, yeah. used to get torn off? He would, oh, he would at times. Earl Campbell? Yeah, at times, Nathan. Well, and Earl Campbell, too. But at times, Tony Nathan, yeah. you didn't know what number he was wearing. All you saw was shoulder pads. No, at times, yeah, Johnny Davis, too. Hey, uh, but Matt, that's not why I called. One, I want to congratulate you on your fine coverage at Omaha. Oh, I got a you. kick out of hearing you. Live, I got. I thought about you on your drive home. I was sitting there. You were tickling me. Tickling me. If I win, 
I'm gonna do this. If they lose, I'm gonna do that. Man, I got a kick out of that, man. I got a kick. I'm glad that you did the win. Yeah, I'm right. Glad you got the winning circumstance. Yeah. Well, right. here's what I call for, Matt. Uh, one last thing. Jackie Sherrill need a haircut, don't he? Did you see it? I didn't see it. No, has he let his hair grow out? Oh man, he look like Martin Knopfler. On 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 a uh, down straight. Really, he, his hair is that long. My goodness, he was on the uh, he was he was there for the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, and you should have saw yeah for for uh, Jimbo Colbert. Uh huh. For his uh, and you should have saw the haircut. Oh my God, it's long. <laughs> I now, can't believe that. I want to call. look it up. <laughs> Matt, the NFL screwing up again. How so? They taking the fun out of the game. They tried to take the, the touchdown celebrations. They, that, that was a boo-boo. They brought it back. They do not need to take trash talking out of the NFL. Okay, what, so what are you – What are you? I don't know that I saw the story, so fill me in. Oh, okay. Let me enlighten you. They just passed that if that trash talking now will be flagged. Hmm. The first flag is a 15-yard penalty. What? The second flag is the ejection. Oh, my God. Matt Wyatt. For talking to other players? For talk, Yeah, and taunting. Taunting and talking to other players, yes. Matt, let me, tell you, let me say this, Matt. I know people want to set a good example for the kids, but that's a part of sports in all levels, man. I don't care what sports you play. It's got to be some trash talking. Now, I understand when when you go down the line, you got to throw that flag, and I understand, I understand all that, and and I understand when the referee got to jump in between yeah. and clean things up. Mm. I'm a referee myself in high school. I have to clean things up sometimes, but I got to know when to do it. I like to see them have fun a little bit. But look, Matt, these are grown men. Listen, if you're gonna take trash talking out, what about all them? The old days when Jim Brown and Dick Buckus and Deacon Jones and all them play, they trash talk too. So why these kids got to? Why they got to clean the game up now? When the, when that's a part of a game that is the most physical game there is. Yeah. All sports are physical for that matter. Basketball and baseball and hockey. How you gonna take trash talking out of sports? Hey, man, Patrick. In, That's in, a bad rule. In, in college, I played with a linebacker, a very good linebacker named Baron Simpson from Starkville High School. Mm-hmm. And Baron was then and still is now, a obviously, a, a born-again Christian, very outspoken. He would witness and tell anybody about Jesus. and in, But he played middle linebacker, this really physical linebacker. And this is a true story. He would at times during ball games hit people, tackle people, and before they get up off the ground, he would tell them, hey, the way this is going, you better get saved now, and I'll tell you about Jesus when the game's over. And true story. He'd tell them, hey, the way this is going, you better get saved now. Well, I'm looking at the story here, Patrick. I appreciate you telling me because I'm I'm seeing it. They're saying that um, point of emphasis for NFL officials is going to be taunting penalties. And, you know, so, like, my thing is, that's a judgment call for any official, right? Or, or do they have certain words they're going to flag? Or I mean, how do they know? How do they know? How's an official going to know the? Know. How, they, how are they going to know? Since you're an official, how are they going to know the I, difference between two guys who actually know each other just joking around? Exactly. 
Exactly. That's what I don't get because that happens I, I all the time. Understand it. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I know. I can't. I don't understand it. Okay. Good stuff. Hey, Patrick, thank you for the call. I'm going to read this quote from the story because I didn't know this I'm, already. Thank you. Um, taunting penalties will have bigger repercussions in the NFL going forward. It was reported on Tuesday. Two taunting violations will result in an automatic ejection with fines and suspensions also in play. Automatic ejections and fines for taunting aren't new. The issue of taunting is one that Competition Committee Chairman Rich McKay said coaches spoke up about in the spring. Here's a quote from him. The NFL Players Association Coaches and Competition Committee have all made a strong statement regarding respect among everyone in the field. We saw an increase in actions that clearly are not within the spirit and intent of this rule. Is not representative of the respect to opponents and others on the field. Game officials have been instructed to strictly enforce the taunting rules. And players and coaches are reminded that two taunting penalties committed by an individual player will result in automatic disqualification. In addition, the taunting player may be fined and or suspended depending on the severity of the actions. Hmm. But see, that's all I'm looking at. I'm going to have to find something more that says exactly how they're going to look at this, or but I don't want to watch a video on it. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. More Bully is texting in on the subject. He says, tell Patrick that the NFL doesn't want their players' feelings hurt. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, especially at that level. Okay, I, I get it's a good idea to say, all right, we have a certain standard and here's the line. We're going to draw the line right here. And stuff on this side of the line goes too far. This is stuff you can't say to other people. This is stuff you can't do. This is the way you can't talk to coaches and referees during a game. Whatever. Okay. Whatever that is. But what I'm saying is who decides what is okay? Is it certain words that are okay and certain words that aren't? Certain names? Um... And again, you know how it is. You have, especially in the NFL, you have two guys on opposite teams that actually either were teammates or college teammates or good friends, or they work out together in the offseason. They get to going back and forth, and it's because they know each other, you know. And how's an official going to know the? It's weird to me. It's like what what instigates that? Of all the things that are out there, that the, the, the that's what we're doing. It's weird to me. Hey, we didn't forget the countdown of 100 teams coming up next. Stick around. There's a lot of noise when it comes to 5G. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beechnut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beechnut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. (laughs) 
Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent, or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus, we've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, So kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Better buy, better buy, better buy, better buy, better buy, Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week. The pitch. Whoa, it's a high five. Knocking them out of the park for great sports talk. I'm talking way back. It's the Matt Wyatt Show on 105.9 The Zone. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Back with you. Back with you in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. We've had a heck of a show today. It's been fun. Lots of phone calls, tons of texts and comments, people telling the stories of how they became fans of the schools they root for. Really good stuff. And I love it too. I look over on the live stream and like on YouTube, people get to talking to each other. We had a Georgia Tech fan, Dog was on there. He said, uh, my grandfather went to Georgia Tech and passed it down to me. But I always say he may have made me into a Tech fan, 
But what kept me as a Tech fan was the Georgia fans. <laughs> that is really good. He made you one, but the Georgia fans kept you a Georgia Tech fan. I got you. It's, it's you know it's like the, the narrative doesn't change. The the names of the teams may change state to state, but the narratives don't change, right? No doubt. And with this new NFL taunting thing, Chris from Macon said, how long would Fred Smoot make it with that rule? Not long. <laughs> Not long. Just a couple more, and then we're going to do the countdown of 100 teams. Unnamed texter said, my dad went to Mississippi State. My mom went to Southern Miss. My first football memories were going to Southern Miss with my grandparents and my first overall sports memory, watching state baseball and basketball with my dad. State will always be my number one, but there's always this small part of me that still roots for Southern Miss. Next Gen Reb said, my wife and my best friend are state fans. <laughs> Couple that with remarks from family so you can imagine how hard it was for me to go to MSU. How about that? How about that? What a neat tangled web he weaves. Kind of covered all his bases there and went to Southern Miss too. That's really good stuff. Well, Bill, I say let's, without a further ado, let's hit it. It's the One hundred teams in one hundred days. It's twenty-three today. We are team number twenty-three. It means we are twenty-three days away from Saturday, September the fourth. And team number twenty-three from the Big Ten is It's the Iowa Hawkeyes from the Big Ten. Appropriately, Iowa today. More on that in a bit. I'll be honest with y'all. I like this Iowa fight song. I like it. singing to me now. Iowa went 6-2 and two last year. I don't know if y'all realize that, but they did. That's true. Iowa went 6-2, and two, and Kirk Ferentz is back for a 23rd year as their head coach. 23, that's right. He's an oldie but a good one. He's got a heck of a record. So he's 168-106 and 106 in his time there. Uh, at Iowa. They're a lot like Mississippi State in that they played a lot of young players last year and, and don't necessarily return as many of them as other teams around the country. Um, you know, they played a lot of young players. But but at the same time, too, Iowa was different from State in that um, they didn't have any of those super seniors coming back either. Uh, State, you know, has a couple and transferred, you know, some guys in there. But... Uh, they back ended their season pretty well last year. They started off 0 and 2, lost to Purdue and Northwestern, and then they reeled off six wins in a row: Michigan State, Minnesota, Penn State, Nebraska, Illinois, and Wisconsin. And you know, beating Wisconsin 28 to 7 there at the end of the year, I tell you, they can do. Okay, and they were scheduled to play Missouri, you know, in the Music City Bowl, and it got canceled. Wasn't it Missouri? I think that had the COVID issue. Yeah. Uh, their quarterback, not bad, Spencer Petrus, 57%, 1,500 yards through nine touchdowns, five picks last year. 
They've got a good running back in Tyler Goodson, who rushed for 762 yards and seven touchdowns uh, in those eight ball games. Now, Iowa this year is going to start the season in 23 days, September the 4th. They will host Indiana, the Hoosiers. Week two, they'll go to Iowa State, and that's one thing that's unusual about Iowa. The state, anyway, is the, the big rivalry game within the state. You know, Iowa State's in the Big 12, Iowa in the Big 10. They play the rivalry game like that. It's never the first game or the last game. They play it somewhere in the middle of the year. So this year it's going to be week two at Iowa State in Ames, Iowa. Famous alumni for the University of Iowa. What jumps out? Well, we're going to start out with Gene Wilder. Oh, yeah, great. Dr. Frankenstein. Gene from movie, Frankenstein. From the, Frankenstein. Yeah, because you know, he didn't want to be called Frankenstein in, in the, that, that movie. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Willy Wonka. Um, yeah, he was Willy Wonka. Yeah, and that's Willy right. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Ashton Kutcher. Uh, our favorite Tom Brokaw. Oh, Brokaw. I didn't know you went to Iowa. Tom Brokaw. Uh, <laughs> Brokaw. <laughs> uh, Alex Karras went to school there. Okay. Al Jarreau, singer. Yeah, uh, Terry O'Quinn, you might remember him from. He's been in a lot of shows, but he was in the Lost series. You remember that he played the, right. the bald headed guy in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Stoops went to school there. Uh, B.J. Armstrong from the Bulls. Yeah. Tom Arnold, comedian. Really? Yeah, Tom Arnold went to school there. Yeah, he's from Iowa. Uh, McDonald, uh, excuse me, George Kittle, 49ers. Yeah. Chad Greenway of the Vikings and T.J. Hawkerson of the Lions. And we also had this gentleman. <laughs> This is McDonald Carey, and these are the days of our lives. <laughs> and, and I, know, I know you watched that when you were well, yeah. not aware of it. Didn't really watch it much, but aware of it. Yeah. Every, every time I was home from school back in the, it was always Days of Our Lives. It was on TV. one of the longest running soap operas of all time, I think. But he was the voice, and after, even after he passed away, they kept using his voice. But he went to school at Iowa. Yeah, and that's it. How about that? That's great. <laughs> hey, but it's appropriate that we do Iowa today, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's tonight. big game. That's it. Tonight in Iowa is the big baseball game, the Field of Dreams game, White Sox and Yankees. Uh, and Bill, by the way, y'all, Bill found the info for us here on Mississippi time, Central time. They're going to start the pregame show on Fox at 5 p.m. Central. And then first pitch at this Field of Dreams game tonight at 6 Bill was telling me that they, he saw some preview stuff, drone shots, where you can see both fields, and they've got the corn maze in between. There is a fence in the outfield. There's corn right behind it. So if you hit a home run over the fence, the ball's going into corn, you know, stuff like that, 8,000 seats. They flew a drone over the original field and, like, into the house where they filmed yeah. the movie and right stuff. Right the window of the upstairs. And <laughs> that is really around. cool. Yeah. That is really, so that's tonight in Dyersville, uh, Iowa. Um What's the big guy, Judge? What's his first name? The the big home run hitter. I'm drawing a blank on his first name. Why can't I think of this first name? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Thank you. That's it. Aaron Judge, the big time. Tall fella. Yeah, big 6'8 rascal hitting home runs for the Yankees. Uh, Here is a quote from Aaron Judge. He's really looking forward to it. This is is, uh, kind of a dream come true. You know, you never thought as a kid, you know, you see the movie, you never think that you actually get a chance to play at the Field of Dreams. But, you know, getting this opportunity, getting a chance to walk through the corn, um, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a big moment, a special moment. I think it's, uh, you know, good for Major League Baseball um, that we're doing this, like that we have the throwback jerseys for each team. I think that's going to be something special. Um, 
but you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I wish we were playing three games there. You know, everyone's putting in all this work, building the stadium and doing what they need to do. And it's all for one game, but um, you know, where I know this, everybody in this clubhouse is excited for it. Yeah, that's great. I'm looking forward to just kind of seeing what it's going to look like. You know, um, the pictures, Bill, the pictures of the field that they've built and everything are phenomenal. It's beautiful. It's, it's a fine field. You know, and, uh, I have a feeling they're going to probably do this every year. I do, too. They're hey, going to pick two teams and they're going to play there. But, y'all, listen, if you're listening to this show, okay, and you, you're on the text line and you're on the live stream or whatever and you have social media accounts, you need to ramp this up. Bill and I were talking earlier. Can you imagine what if, for instance, Mississippi State baseball were to schedule a series with Iowa State from Ames, Iowa, who's not all that far from Dyersville, Schedule a series with Iowa State and play a, you know, a three-game series at that field, Ooh. next to the Field of Dreams. Gives you chills thinking about it. Now. I mean, eight thousand seats is plenty. <laughs> or here's another idea. Okay, Creighton. There are other schools closer, yes, but Creighton in Omaha, Creighton University. They play their home games at TD Ameritrade Park, where you have the College World Series. What if you scheduled a series with them in one of your games? You're going to travel five hours to the east and play it at the Field of Dreams or something, you know? Yeah. There, with that field and as nice as it is, there is no reason for that place not to attract college games, high school cool games, showcase games, the occasional major league thing, all of that. But it would really be cool if they incorporated some college baseball in there too. I know they don't think about that stuff, but those of us – who do and the college programs who do think about college baseball could reach out and figure out a way to play there. I'm sure they would love to do it. Well, you know, the majors play one game, a game every year at the little league world series. So they should right. be able to do this also do this also. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And they're playing that game. I think in about a week and a half at the little league world series. Uh-huh. It's really neat. I'm looking forward to seeing that tonight. So central time, it'll be a five o'clock pregame, six o'clock first pitch at the field of dreams. Check it out. I was looking back at some of my footage from when I went and visited back in uh, at the end of the College World Series, and you could see the stadium they built in my footage and stuff that I shot. I just didn't know that. Um, I didn't know. I hadn't even paid any attention. I didn't I paid it no attention whatsoever. I was so enamored with the thing from the movie. All right, that's hour two. If you leave us, have a great night. If not, stick around. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, person. After these messages, we'll be right back. Arrived today. Jeans do come true. Thank you, Blue Delta. Yeah, jeans do come true. That's what the bag says. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, my hometown. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, You'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase. Again, that's if you listen to me, 
You can use discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase, and at checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount off your order. So I just went online, ordered them, uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. A couple weeks ago, went in. I didn't go get measured. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are at my doorstep a couple weeks later. Nice. That Blue Delta. Nice. I'm happy. (laughs) I've known the Blue Delta team for years, and I'm thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor of this show. Blue Delta's virtual tailor is a fun and easy way to get yourself into the best-fitting pair of jeans you're ever going to own. But you never thought you'd get a butt shot out of me, huh? How about that? Just answer the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions. It's amazing how they do it. They will fit perfectly. You're not going to find better material and better feeling pants, period, anywhere. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. I promise you that. And I know that you are going to love them too. Make sure you use the code. And remember, jeans do come true. After these messages, we'll be right back. Let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 smooth, freeze, meadow, go. Go to your ice cream man today, and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, 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 smooth, freeze, meadow, go. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beechnut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beechnut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite... Dickens Jackson, live in the studio. Live and local. This is the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking about sports from around the world and right here at home. Streaming to you at the thezone1059.com and on your radio. On ESPN 105.9, The Zone. I'm going to fix a casserole. How about a little casserole in the casserole hour? The, the reason it's called the casserole hour, for those who don't know, is because there's all kinds of stuff in it. <laughs> I mean, and you may not know, or we may not know either, going into it. We're just going to grab this, grab that. What about that? Yeah, put that in there. Let's see what happens. Put it in there, mix it up, and see what comes out. Throw it in the oven, put a little cream of chicken in there, and... Let her rip, tater chip. <laughs> it's the casserole hour. Welcome in in this third hour of the show in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hour three presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville, Starkville, Stark Vegas, however you want to say it. That's where you go if it's a residential issue. In other words, you are moving to Starkville, need a house, want to build investment property in and around Starkville. I don't know. Maybe you just need a condo when you come into town for ball games. It's yours when you come into the town for the weekend or leasing an apartment for a student. Anything regarding a place to live, 
That's where you go. See my man Kane Overstreet at Overstreet Properties. You can find him online in the contact info at this address, overstreetproperties.com. I got a text a little bit ago. Somebody wanted to give me a heads up. It was from B-Dog 2. And uh, he said, I just heard Dak is getting another MRI. Yeah, he is. In fact, he is getting another uh, MRI. But we are told it's not a big deal. We are told that it's nothing to freak out over. Give me a little NFL. Let me give an NFL. in America is a special game, a unique game. Played nowhere else on earth. It is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Bring that on right there. Okay, so NFL preseason is back in action tonight. Who is it again? Who is it? Like I said, I mean, I think because of the novelty, it's not just any Major League Baseball game, because of the novelty that is the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, time out. The the Field of Dreams game for baseball uh, tonight up in Iowa, that'll uh, garner a lot of sports viewership for sure. But you do have what is normally king of television, which is NFL football. Even though it's preseason, you've got some. All right, 6.30 Central, you're going to have WFT, the Washington football team, visiting the Patriots. It'll be on the NFL Network, 6.30. You also have Steelers-Eagles tonight, but I don't see any TV for that. Uh, So that'll be on. Now, Cowboys, Dak's team, are playing a late game tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. I'm sorry, 9 o'clock Central. Yeah, late game Cowboys at Cardinals. It'll be on the NFL Network. Dak's not going to play in it. The real debate here is whether or not Dak's going to play at all in the preseason. He's coming back from this shoulder injury or whatever. But the story about him going out here and getting another uh, MRI on his shoulder, it's true. But what they are saying, they've just been open about, yeah, I'm going to do it. But it's really, I think, sounds like to me, to take a look at it. Rather than just trust how it feels, they want to actually look at it and see if there's inflammation still. And, you know, if so, how much? Because he's out here throwing at practice, and I guarantee you he's telling them, I don't feel anything. And that's why they want to go get another uh, MRI. He said it's basically, again, precautionary. They just want to make sure it's not something that's going to be nagging. Dak Prescott met with the media yesterday. I think that's definitely true. Um, And I think that's because the people that know me, the people know the competitor I am. and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure I'm out there. Um, but as I said, this is something that we want to uh, nip in the butt and not let continue to, to the linger. And I think the best way we do that, the best way we do that, is stay on the pace that I am and progress through it the right way. And once uh, September 9th comes, I play that game and then move forward without ever thinking about this again. He told him that speaking up about the injury was the right thing to do. I've never felt anything in my arm, so that was the the first alarm go off. Um, even having soreness or even having a little bit of tightness, uh, it's not something I've really ever dealt with. So uh, just feeling that, as I said, I've, before I tried to work through it and then realized I, I wasn't working through it, um, then at that point I felt like it would be smart to, to say something before, like I said, I get into a team setting or a competition setting and I'm just going to play and 
be the be the natural player that I am, and I don't necessarily think about injuries or think about those things. And I think, in a sense of that, that's what what they're helping me protect myself. Now, as you can imagine, okay, so it it's it's being said that Dak was so motivated and so I don't know. Uh, push, 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 get ahead, get ahead, get ahead on the rehab, which anybody knows him, you, you can certainly believe that, that he almost went overboard in throwing and stuff and getting ready for camp, and that's what led to this, like almost overdoing it. So for a guy who the danger is not that he won't work, the danger is that he's going to overdo it. Well, for that guy, you can imagine that it has not been easy to sit over there on the side and watch everybody else practice. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, uh, I'm a go, go, go guy. I always want to be in the be in the action, uh, getting better. I think the more reps are, are better uh, and better for me. But obviously, something like this, um, you can't you can't stress it too fast. And sitting out and um, being out of all the time I was out last year, uh, that, that's what I think about, and that's what's able to um, pull me back in. And so it's just um, the risk versus the reward at this point, And I've got to I've got to know what. I'm playing for, and that's be ready for the season. Now, be ready for the season. The question is, what about preseason, right? What are the dates on this? Okay, so we're looking at they have they have a preseason game tomorrow, which is the 13th, and then. A third, the third preseason game, which is the twenty-first, okay, August the twenty-first, against the Texans. Now, keep in mind, okay, so today's the twelfth. He started what earlier this week, two days ago, three days ago. It's either Monday or Tuesday of this week. He starts throwing again a little bit, not pumping it down the field, but getting some throws in. Now you're getting a few more throws each day. I guarantee you. Listen, and what you hear, I guarantee you. He's like, I don't feel anything now. I don't feel any issue. They're like, yeah, take it easy. Well, let's get an MRI and look and see if the, you know, if the lack of pain matches up with what you see on the MRI. Well, then he says, Dak says, he's interested in playing in that preseason game against the Texans on August the 21st. Because if he plays in that one, Then you're going to have the last preseason game against the Jaguars on the 29th, which none of the starters are going to play in for the most part, right? So if he's going to, if Dak's going to play in a preseason game, you would want it to be the 21st, not the 28th. Does that make sense? He says he wants to, or hoping to. That's the plan. Uh, Obviously, if everything keeps progressing as the way it's been, um, and that's how that's. I'm going to be optimistic about that. Uh, obviously, keep doing the things that I need to do. Um, being very cautious with it, though. Uh, making sure that, more importantly, I'm ready for uh, the season opener. That's the plan to try to play in the preseason against the Texans. Now, you heard Keyshawn Johnson say yesterday, under no circumstances would I play him in the preseason at all. None whatsoever. You see today where the Chargers went, yeah, said about their quarterback, a kid out of Oregon from two years ago. Remember his name? What's his name? Big old rascal. Big old tall rascal. And the safety, Derwin James, for the Chargers, who was a first-round pick out of Florida State, who's big-time good, and then he got hurt. 
Well, they've already said they're not playing either one of them in the preseason, just not playing them. Herbert, that's it, Justin Herbert. They're not going to play him, quarterback, or Derwin James in the preseason, just not doing it. (laughs) And I'm like, given the scenario, why would you play Dak in the preseason? I wouldn't want to. Stephen Jones, Dallas Cowboys, no rush on that. You know, we've got to be very conservative with him. Obviously, you saw him throwing the ball around. He looks great. Uh, I know some people get uh, a little jiggy, if you will, in terms of thinking, well, it's got to be something or they'd have him out there. I mean, this is a a long preseason, and uh, we're a week ahead of everybody else. And, you know, he's taking it all in, as you see out there. And uh, we're going to bring him along, but we're going to do it the right way, and we're going to protect him from himself, if you will. Protect him from himself because he wants to go and he wants to play in the preseason. Got to tell him, man, you are not playing in a preseason game. Last thing on this, one more soundbite. Keyshawn Johnson, former NFL player, yesterday said don't play him in the preseason. Today he says, by the way, I talked to people behind the scenes. He's fine. First of all, I know too many people down in Dallas that I trust. I know that medical staff and Jim Maurer and Greg, along with Brett, when I trust that, and I know that the doctors and people that's down there are looking out for his best interest. There's certain organizations and teams and doctors that you question. I don't question anything remotely close to that medical staff that's down there. If they say he's a go and there's nothing really seriously wrong with him, then I have no problems. When he had his ankle issue, that's why I was so adamant the entire time that this ankle was an issue. And everybody, oh, you're this and that. And I kept trying to tell people, say, man, they're going to pay this dude. There's nothing wrong. He, he's coming back 100% healthy. This was at the beginning stages of the injury. Mm-hmm. Because when you know people that's going to tell you he's okay right. and you can trust that, you can now go with that and feel comfortable saying that. Yeah, now make it okay, so there you go. There's uh, another opinion on the matter. Uh, you can tell me what you think about that. Yeah, I think it would be fine, but to me, I don't know that you need to play him in the preseason. Somebody said yesterday, I think it was on the live stream, somebody said, hey, um, you know, just give him, what, a series Sure enough, like throw a screen, give a handoff or two, uh, pat the guys on the back, have one series in a preseason game, and then put him on the sideline. You know, you can't proceed just as to you know, like tiptoe around injuries. You you either play or you don't. That's the way I look at it. Okay, so if you play, whether it's preseason or not, it's all out. I'm talking about hundred percent, one hundred miles an hour. All out. It's the only way you play, or you don't play at all. There's no in-between tiptoeing around just because it's a preseason game. So, put him in, give him a series. You did it. Get ready to play the first ball game of the year. I think that's probably what you do. If uh, you want my opinion. All right, hey, what about Houdat Nation? What about Here's what I say. I say that uh, this is the first chance we're going to get to see, you know, what they look like without somebody other than Drew Brees kind of at the head of their offense. Now, you know, preseason game, in preseason's past, it's not like Drew Brees was running out there playing a bunch of football for them. He didn't have to. Okay, but this is the first preseason game out of the shoots for New Orleans. They're going to be at Baltimore. They're playing uh, on Saturday. In a couple of days, it'll be a 6 p.m. kickoff. I don't see TV, and you know, um, at least NFL Network coverage does not include that one on Saturday night. But you'll have a chance to see highlights. You'll get reports. You'll be able to go if you get a subscription. And what is it? NFL 
game plan or whatever they call it, you'll be able to go back and watch the game over again. Uh, I'm sure maybe there's some Saints TV deal, and you can listen to it on the radio. But it's the first look anybody's going to get at the offense with Jameis Winston sort of in charge of it. And same thing for uh, Taysom Hill. Those two are in what we are told is a competition. It does seem like Jameis Winston would have an upper hand, but uh, Taysom Hill is um, saying, anyway, the right things. He's saying that he's having his best training camp that he's ever had. I've had so much fun in this training camp. You know, um, as I as I look at my career in the NFL, um, the ultimate opportunity and goal was, was to be in this situation to have the opportunity to play uh, quarterback. And so as I look back at other training camps, man, reps were so limited. And um, now I'm having the opportunity to get reps and see so many different things. And I think that my progression as a quarterback um, has has been really good. Um, and again, you just you just can't replicate, you know, reps and experience. Um, and it's been a, a really fun camp to do that. Let's take some hill. Jameis Winston. What about it? What is your self-critique of two weeks? <laughs> how do you feel like you're <laughs> uh, I just got to get better, um, and, and that's how it's going to be uh, all year, really. Uh, I have to get better. Uh, I, I can never stop getting better. have to get better at everything, or is there like yeah. a couple of things yeah, everything, at, at, at every single thing to, to do with this offense uh, conceptually? Like I said, this, this offense has, has seen someone who's mastered this offense for the past 15 years, uh, so I'm never going to arrive. Uh, so I'm continually to push myself and, and find ways to get better at whether it's footwork, whether it's progression. Right, well, there's accuracy. Um, I'm just challenging myself. Like today on my wristband, it was it was precise pre- passing. You know, so my purpose today was to be a- as accurate as I possibly can be. You know, uh, I don't I don't know what what I went today, but uh, I know I could have been way more accurate. So we're just finding some some something every single day to get better. at. Sean Payton, head coach Saints, he said that Taysom Hill is getting better with reads, quicker ball coming out on time. Well, look, plays break down, and it's hard to evaluate maybe a gain. You know, with the whistles being quick, he's getting through his progressions quicker. I think that, you know, those reps in this offense are, are what he needs. I think he's gotten the ball down the field at times, both of them, uh, effectively. And uh, But the overall in and out of the huddle, up and down, and, and, and then through the primaries onto the secondary players, that's something that, you know, you're seeing a gradual improvement with. All right, there's a little NFL update for you. Let's jump over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment Madison and in Jackson, 995-1059, 601-995-1059. Put your arms out, stretch them out, slam them together. You're doing a gator chomp before you even realize it. Go Gators! Gator Greg hanging on line one. What's up, Greg? Mr. White, it's good to talk with you. I know you're getting ready and getting prepared uh, for the start of the season. I know you're anticipating the start. Mm-hmm. Really am. Went to some practice. I went yesterday and watched them in their first full pads practice. You know, so full contact hitting and stuff. And it was hot as all get out. And they did a pretty good job. You know, it was six days in, and sometimes that's about the time you start to get sluggish a little bit, you know. Um but they, uh-huh. I thought they, I thought they bounced around pretty decent in a lot of contact and plays on both sides and everything. Yeah, so it's just good to be, it's good to be out there. Good to see it, you know. 
Mr. White, since you grew up in Alabama, what's your thoughts if uh, Bobby Bowden and uh, and may he rest in peace, if he had uh, gotten the Alabama job yeah. right after uh, what was that uh, the year that they gave it to Curry, okay. and uh, Bowden had was still at FSU, had had the success success at West Virginia. I understand maybe when he had, was at West Virginia, they didn't want to give him the shot then. But just well, what's your impressions? You growing up over there had uh, Bobby Bowden went. To uh, Alabama, what what you what could you have foreseen for Alabama? It might have been easier on Florida during that time because FSU, uh, for a while there, Coach Bowden had Coach Spurrier's number. He sure did. Well, you know that's a really interesting point, Greg. Uh, of all the the rivalries out there that we're familiar with and the runs, you know, for me that's one that I have not. You know, paid quite as close attention to over the years to see, you know, who who had the upper hand um, in that one. And, and, and I just remember that they obviously Florida State had those great teams and Charlie Ward and then Cannell, and they had some great teams. Um, but okay, had he gotten that job at Alabama, I just I can't see it any other way than he would have been long term. You know, because you think about what Alabama went through; they hired Curry. Okay, and then after Curry, they they bring in Gene Stallings. I think his first year was 90. They bring in Gene Stallings in 90. He wins a national championship in 92, but he's gone by the end of the 96 season. In comes DeBose, and then they went the whole, what, Mike Price, and he's never really there, and then Francione, which was kind of always seemed like a weird fit, and then Shula. All that to say, I don't none of that, in my mind, Greg, None of that happens if they had hired um, Bobby Bowden. None of that happens. He would have been there. He would have been a a two-decade coach for them. I think that's just who he was. How do you feel about that? I, I, well, I mean, I, I think Alabama would have been fairly a fairly seamless transit. You know, like if you had a chance to, to have back, you know, Hall of Fame coaches with Bear Bryant maybe – leaving there, and you have a little bit of time. But if they had hired him right there where they hired Curry, I think that might have been 88 or 89, uh-huh. because I think I remember the story about them throwing the, the brick through his window, losing the homecoming game to Ole Miss. That's right. Your homecoming game to Ole Miss, homecoming queen, you married to it. They kind of just fit when I said it there. But I remember if Coach Bowden was there, he probably wins another. I know he's mm-hmm. won two national championships. I could have seen him. Being kind of like the, the mini Saban that we see this run that Saban's on right now. Mm-hmm. He was just innovative. The one thing about Bobby Bowden and his players, uh, sometimes they would play without discipline a little bit. They were tough. They would get those personal foul penalties, but they always played hard for him. Look at all the guys that came uh, back or going back to Florida, funeral, all the talent that came through there. He was a great recruit. Uh, I think Alabama would have been – they'd had more championships. But uh, that's why you're doing a good job. We appreciate you watching you, the film study. Maybe you get Cole Kublik and McElroy on. You can do a little film study like they do uh, when you see them uh, online there. You're doing a great job. Hope Mary Lady's having a good week at school. And I appreciate the homecoming queen taking care of uh, the great Matt Watch. You have a great show. Appreciate, appreciate it. You. Thanks, Greg. Thank you for the call. Yeah, so I'm looking at this. Uh, Bobby Bowden. He had a stretch of, he won four in a row against Florida in the 70s, won four in a row at the end of the 80s, 
and into 1990 against Florida. Had another run of three wins in a row, but there was a tie in there against Spurrier. Won three in a row in the late 90s. Won five out of six late 90s, early 2000s. Um, Yeah, I mean, he had a... He had the upper hand against Florida for the most part the entire time he coached at Florida State. He really did. Pretty incredible in that Florida rivalry. Hey, we'll jump back in the Wayback Machine when we come back. Stick around. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent, or visit us online. Go with the home team. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country-pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite, the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh, yeah. Let's eat country-pleasing sausage, the best hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage, hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But, look, they're right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase. Uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions. And here they are. Nice. 
Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answer the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions, use this code, use the code, you're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn, and I know that you are going to love them too. Back with you, rolling right along, rolling, rolling, rolling. I'm Matt in the bureau. Bill is here. Most importantly, you are here. We can gotta have a show if you're here. Otherwise, just me and Bill talking to each other. <laughs> and that's kind of boring. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's not boring for us, meaning you or me. It's just boring that's for true. everyone else, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how we feel about it. Uh, this is a fun text a minute ago that. I didn't get to. I was playing some NFL music. Where'd my Where'd my NFL soundtrack go? I got it right here. Here it is. So I played this NFL soundtrack. Leon texted the show and said, "Matt, the music, along with the old footage from the '50s, '60s, '70s, and the NFL film stuff, is awesome." He said, "In my Chris Farley voice." <laughs> you remember when Chris Farley and go, "Hat is awesome," when he would just. Totally just about lose it saying the word awesome. And you're right. I mean, it really was. Football in America is a special game, a unique game. Played nowhere else on earth. It is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. I mean, it just doesn't get much better than that. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. I had some more NFL film stuff. Hey, Bill, one of my favorite lines in movies is from the movie Waterboy. Oh, yeah. When those two two, uh, rednecks, they put the fake teeth in, you know, the bad teeth. They're sitting up in the stands, and he goes, that Waterboy is the best tackler I've seen since Joe Montana. (laughs) And the other one says, Joe Montana was a quarterback, you idiot. And there was a pause, and the kid goes, I said Joe Montana. That movie was just on the other day. I was flipping through channels. And yeah. <clears throat> I hadn't seen it in a long time. I can't stop because if I stop, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> right. I like Farmer Fran, the assistant coach. Yeah. Wears the overalls, only one strap button. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, nothing underneath. Yeah, I know. I know. Come on, man. And the, and, the, and the poor coach played by Fonzie. Yeah. What's uh, Winkler? Henry Winkler? Henry Winkler, yeah. Yeah, the poor coach. He's hugging the playbook. I got it. The perfect play. He's wigging out, right? Like he's freaking out in his office. Wigging out. I know. I know. We, we, we fake to the left. No, 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 no. We fake to the right. No, no. Wait, wait. wait. We pretend to fake. <laughs> and then there's a pause, and he goes, "Where am I?" <laughs> he blacked out. He got too deep. 
in the thinking process. We pretend to fake. All right. No, this is what uh, I wanted. Another thing that's awesome. Okay, Leon, this is also awesome. Now, Bill, when I tell you these two names right here, you immediately are going to know. And I think I did. I would have, too. I immediately knew. I just wonder if anybody else knows. All right. These two names. On this day in 2004, Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams received stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know the significance of those two? Who are they? Why I am I bringing this up? Let's see if anybody knows. Without giving it away, I'm not going to give the answer away just yet. We, we got time for the way back. Yeah. If you're listening, do you know why I'm bringing that up? You know who they are? Don't look it up. Don't yeah, Google don't, it. Don't, don't Google that. You well, know. hey, the regulars got it. Yeah, they did. The regulars nailed it. Mm-hmm. Look. <laughs> Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams, Hollywood Walk of Fame stars. They got them in 2004. You're right. Louvier texted and got it. Real C texted and got it. Ready Teddy texted and nailed it. And so did Joseph on Facebook. That's right. Laverne and Shirley, Penny Williams, Cindy, I'm sorry, Penny Marshall, Cindy Williams. Laverne and Shirley, what a great show. Now, you ever think about the fact that Laverne and Shirley start with the same letters as Lenny and Squiggy? Have you ever thought about that, Bill? What's that? One more time. Okay, on the, phone. the fact that the fact that the name Laverne and Shirley, and Shirley starts with the same letters as Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah, they're next door neighbors. Yeah, did you ever yeah. think of that? Uh, no, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I think but it's very know, everything. Everything Laverne had had an L on it. Yeah, ex- exactly right. The little everything. script L. Yeah. Laverne and Shirley. I think the open of the show was better than most of the shows. It's my opinion. Spin spin off of Happy Days. That's right. Which spun off Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley. Just one spin off after another. (laughs) It's like us. We're just going to spin off right over into the Divinity Equipment phone line so that more bully doesn't have to wait any longer. More bully. Thanks for calling. What's up? What's happening, Matt? Hey. Man, you know, I like you a lot. And, uh, you got a great show. I think I need to make you aware of something. Okay, hit me. Your your producer is trying to put a little sabotage on your show. He's just hanging up on people, man. <laughs> now the phones, the phones have been doing that for like a couple and weeks. I've been meaning said, to tell our engineer about it. He said something about it. The system's been dropping, but Matt, I promise you, it sounds like he hung that phone up with some authority behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, see, but... Matt. Well, I well, think he, was, he I, was on hold when I texted you, Matt. Then all of a sudden he went away. Hey, right? so, bu- more bully. <laughs> I think what this is is a classic case of your own insecurities coming to the surface. <laughs> You're the first one to diagnose me, Matt. <laughs> what we've got here is yeah, the failure first, <laughs> to communicate. We're failing to communicate. What but, I tell you this, more bully. I don't think I'm the first to diagnose you, but that ain't a bad thing. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Hey, man, um, I'm finally getting to take my son on his uh, his senior trip that we bought for him this weekend. Okay. We're gonna, 
head down to uh, Louisiana and get into some redfish. Ooh, that a boy. Yeah, we never done it before. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, so look, I got a question for you. Um, I should kind of save the legit questions for you and Jake for <laughs> reasons okay. that you probably know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pet name for Brooks is Idiot, so <laughs> I ought to tell you something. <laughs> so listen, I'm not a I'm not a football football guru at all. You know, I watch football. I don't I don't look at recruiting. I don't care. I just wait till the ball's kicked off and I root for the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. My question is. Florida was really good last year. Yeah. They made it to the championship. Why is everybody talking about Georgia? Yeah. Well, you know, it's a little bit of what you said. I mean, there's a recruiting angle. We all know that Georgia is the only team in the SEC that has stacked up four and five stars over the last five years the way Alabama has. A and M has started it, but they're only two years into it with Jimbo. So everybody, that's one thing. Also, Georgia has what I believe is a legitimate first round pick caliber quarterback, which I'm not sure they've had that since Justin Fields transferred away. So that's part of it, also. And on the Florida side, some people are looking at it and just automatically docking Florida because they lost their quarterback to the draft. They lost two guys in the first round off of offense in Pitts and Tony. But, listen, it's a mistake to think that they're going to take a step back. Mullen teams don't usually take steps back. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm well, with you. Coaching. Who's, who's, who's the better coach? Well, put it this way. If that Georgia roster will be were being coached by Dan Mullen and his group, then what? Well, yeah. then it'd be a runaway. It'd be no question what's going right. to happen. I'm telling you, that Georgia roster coached by Dan Mullen and his staff, it would be as given that they're going to win the East as it is that Bama's going to win the West. That's what I think. Yeah, well, listen, you know, you remember the, you know the history of the Cubs, and Georgia's just going to play themselves to beat Georgia. <laughs> you, know, they just, you know, it's always the hype. Yeah. They never show up. It reminds me of Texas. Yeah. So, anyway, I was just wondering, man. Thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Well, and Sven has the stat, you know, and I haven't looked it up. So, Sven, I'll just take your word for it. But he he's watching and listening. He posted this on um, YouTube on the live stream. At Georgia, 67 of their 85 scholarships are four and five stars. <laughs> And, oh, by the way, yeah, he points it out, they have a top-five quarterback in JT Daniels. And there's no question in my mind JT Daniels is one of the top-five quarterbacks in college football. Saw it with my own eyes last year. telling you. Okay, so, I mean, can you say loaded with a capital L? I mean, they're out of excuses. I'm telling you, they're out of them. They sure lost to Florida last year, didn't they? And I'm telling you, Florida may beat them again. Because here's one thing about it. Like the quarterback they are going to at Florida now this year, who Mullen recruited and they've already played some, is a totally different quarterback 
and will run a totally different offense than the quarterback last year. Teams coming into the year are not really going to be able to garner just a whole lot of tendencies from last year's film of Florida for this year's Florida team. It's going to be telling you. Very interesting. That's a good point. Okay. We got Laverne and Shirley. We're going to hit a couple of songs you haven't heard in a long time when we come back. And more. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right there's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer inspired. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank, because land and farm financing... Now back to the guy who loves his banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9, The Zone. I do love some banana pudding now. I'll give you that. Me too. That f- the fluffy kind. I don't like the runny kind. I like the fluffy kind. Yeah. 
Like that meringue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, with real but ba- with real cut up bananas in it too. Oh yeah, and and real vanilla wafer. The real ones. Yeah. We're just real around here. That's what we are. Yeah. Real. And you take that little torch and you you kind of heat that meringue up, kind of brown. <laughs> Turn it brown. Oh my gosh! Make your tongue slap your hat off. Well, is well. Here's a question for you. Okay, here's a question for you. This is the casserole hour. Is banana pudding a casserole? Well, I'm not. Well, it's got different things in it, so mm-hmm. I guess it could be considered that bananas and hey, look, wafers. And-, and people have been having a debate for a long time about, you know, like is a hot dog a sandwich? Okay, and they they're saying that because it's meat between two pieces of bread, sort of. But I think this is more of an argument. Is banana pudding a casserole? You know, because does has anybody defined casserole as being non-dessert? I may have to tweet that one to see what kind of reaction we get. <laughs> Meanwhile, before doing that essential research. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. We have already done some essential research involving names and songs you know and sings and such and so forth and that appeared on American Bandstand back in the day. So let's get over in the Wayback Machine with Cowboy Bill. On this day, 1972, on American Bandstand, a song that you all know. El Chicano. Is it Chicano or Chicano? Chicano. El Chicano. El Chicano. On this day, 1972, an American bandstand, they performed Brown-Eyed Girl. Yeah, making Van Morrison proud. Down in the hollow. Yep. Playing a new game. Okay, so what do you prefer? Oh, I like Van Morrison's version. Like that one better? Yeah. What is that Van Morrison song? Uh, hold on. Is it Moon Dance? I think it's yeah. Moon Dance. That's a great, great Van Morrison song. I mean, they do good. This is a good version of it, but I don't know. It's just not Van Morrison. It's not a terrible. It's just a great song. Right? Oh, yeah. The lyrics. Are That's what it song. is. Like, yeah. Okay, so that was one. All the kids just went transistor radio. What's what that? in transistor radio? What the heck is a transistor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my great grandpa used to mention that. Okay, so that was El Chicano, Brown Eyed Girl, their version of that on Bandstand on this day in 1972 on August the 12th. Well, in the same episode, one of my all time favorites, Jim Croce. Got you don't mess around with Jim. Come on. I mean, oh, no. you don't pull a mask off that old long 
Just real quickly, uh, operator. Oh, uh, you had you had. Don't mess around with Jim. What was the other one? Um, oh, he's got like four or five. Of his, uh, that, uh, operator, I, I, obviously a very fa- yeah, a very famous yeah. song. Um, and it's fantastic. He was unbelievable. Oh yeah. Here's my favorite verse of the whole song right here. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, time in a bottle and that kind of stuff. Time in a bottle. Um, it bad, doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. Yeah, bad, bad Leroy Brown. Oh, the working at the car wash blues. Oh, yeah. That might be my favorite all-time Jim Croce song. So... We, we had Jim Croce. He performed this one on Bandstand in 72. But honestly, I think, you know, Operator and the Car Wash Blues, probably my two favorite from Croce. And then, you know, the, the Van Morrison song, uh, Brown Eyed Girl, of course, performed by someone else. I think my favorite Van Morrison song is Into the Mystic. Into the Mystic. You know, you oh, familiar yeah, with that that is, a, that is a real good song. I mean, yeah, phenomenal. That's it. Scott reminding us, uh, I Got a Name, was also a Jim Croce song. That was, uh, I mean, he just, yeah. you know. So like, was this one. Yeah. Maybe the one he's most known for, Billy, would you say? That time in a bottle and uh, operator. Yeah. And this one, that's this one. Well, I know it's kind of late. Oh, I just called us. Yeah. I just called to say I love you. Just called to say I love you. A little bit different than uh, the Stevie Wonder version. Voice. Yeah, very distinctive <laughs> voice. Yeah. Remember the eighties ver the Stevie oh, yeah. Wonder. Yeah, that was a totally different. Song, <laughs> totally man. different song. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at the list of songs here for Jim Croce, uh, uh, Bill, and he had one called Mississippi Lady that I don't think I've ever heard. Yeah, that's kind of a. On an, it was on an album. Okay. Yeah, he had Don't Mess Around with Jim, Bad Boy, Bad, Bad Leroy Brown. I got a name. Uh huh. Operator, that's not the way it feels. It doesn't have to be that way. I'll have to say I love you in a song in time in a bottle. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. What'd you say was your favorite one? My favorite one from him is the Car Wash Blues. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's not on this list either. Down at the Car Wash Blues. Um, working at the Car Wash Blues. And, okay, Rapid Roy. Now you talk about a great song. Yeah. Oh, he had a lot of a lot of the albums. The a lot of stuff didn't get released as singles. Uh huh. Yeah. So how about this? He had a song called Alabama Rain, released in '73. He had a Mississippi. What was it? I said Mississippi Lady. Song. I haven't heard either of those. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look those up and become familiar. Been a long time. And then Van Morrison into the Mystic. All right. Um, well, see, a good host would have already thought about this well ahead of time and yeah. given you a heads up. But who, uh, who, would, that, who would that good host be? <laughs> right. 
I don't know, apparently. Well, I found it. But I, oh, I you did? Lo- I got, yeah, I got to load it up here. As soon as I get it loaded up. I'm, I'm, I I'm, I'm still... Uh, oh, yeah, End of the Mystic. Van Morrison. It I'm, is a great record. It's awesome. I'm still typing in, is banana pudding a casserole on Twitter? <laughs> How do you spell casserole? Two S's? Yeah. We were born before the wind. Ooh, that's a long time ago. Yeah, that's a long time. Also younger than the sun. Van Morrison into the Mystic. Yeah, the Bonnie boat was one as we sail into the Mystic. They don't do this stuff anymore, Bill. They don't make no. it like this anymore. Nope. They just don't. I mean, the lyrics and the music, Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just... So, Van Morrison... Uh, mm. One guy or a group? I don't oh, he's know. just one, one guy. That's what I was thinking. Van Morrison. His name was Van Morrison. <laughs> Van Morrison. Yeah. Okay, so here comes the he hook. He won them partners. I don't have to fear that I want to rock your gypsy soul. Just like way back in the days of old. Yeah, magnificently we will fold. Really appreciate you looking that up, Bill. Yeah. Thank you know, you, you notice he didn't repeat the lyrics over and over and over <laughs> and over. He actually wrote a whole song. Yeah. It actually meant something. Yeah. He wrote a whole <laughs> song all the way through. It was different, <laughs> except for the hook. That's great. Uh, Denzel says, I saw your question on Twitter. Yes, banana pudding is a casserole. Uh, Wally texted the show, Country Please, in text and says, Into the Mystic will always give me chills. Played at a friend's funeral a few years ago. Uh, rest in peace. David is at, uh, Wally, is it is it Kulon or Kowlin? I I'm, don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Yeah, I'm saying, well, I get a little goosebumps listening to certain songs. That's one of them, <clears throat> for sure. Uh, Rhett. He says, our first dance at our wedding was Tupelo Honey from Van Morrison. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. That's another good one. Yeah. That's a great song. It sure is. Well, I think we uh, finished the show today, Bill, with a little class and culture. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it do, doesn't take much to get, get us out of there. Well, that's right. That's right. I have to sprinkle just a little bit of class and culture on us, and it becomes very noticeable. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Appreciate you. See you tomorrow. All right. In person, that is. See you in person. That's right. You're coming to the studio. That's right. I'll see you tomorrow. So for Bill, I'm Matt. Y'all have a great night. See you. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, Percy.